Hello and welcome back to the Three Feathers Podcast. This is a weekly podcast featuring three friends discussing various topics. Our previous episodes are available on Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts, Podvine, and Spotify. We will be recording a new episode live every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern with the episode going up on all the podcatchers Wednesday morning at 2 a.m. Eastern. We do have audience appreciation set up through Stripe on Anchor FM if you'd like to support the podcast. Questions can be posted on our Spotify page and for the podcast as well as our Discord server. We'll do our very best to answer all of them towards the end of each podcast, so make sure to post those questions. For our new audience members, I'm your resident crow. <laughs> I'm your raven Charles. And I'm the heron Marley. Today we're going to be talking about food and oh. all, of, all of the food things. I do love food. Too much, too much. All right, who's going first? I feel like I always go first. Someone else has to go first this time. I think Isaiah volunteered like two weeks ago. <laughs> do you have anything good? Didn't, didn't I do... Uh, <coughs> I started us off last time, I think, with uh, when we did abuse. Oh, you might have, remember, yeah. Right? A likely story. I was thinking, excuse me, we could probably start with maybe, so I want to talk about a few different things when it comes to food, like (laughs) overall experiences, like places where we've had a great food experience. Realistically, this this is the best way to go because you're the, this was your idea for food anyways. Stop. Okay. It wasn't my idea. It was just, it was an idea. Anyways. (laughs) Well, we could do that, or we could talk about also food that we have, because I don't want to just limit us to, like, restaurants, you know, or places we've been to that food was incorporated. Like, it could be, you know, mom's home cooking, and there's nothing that's ever been better, you know? Well, see, for me, mom's home cooking is uh, was called Shit Out of Luck, or SOL, which was white rice boiled in a bag, dumped into a pot, Combined with cream of mushroom soup and ground beef. And uh, she made enough to feed a small army, so we had to eat it for like two weeks straight. You know what? Some cooking really doesn't qualify for me. I've actually had that dish before. Oh, yeah? (laughs) You're the only person I've ever, ever talked to that knows it. Yes, I actually had that dish before. That's disgusting. I'm sorry. What do you call that dish? Shit out of luck, because when you eat it, you're shit out of luck. Well, I think then it is also appropriate to talk about worst foods and worst experiences. (laughs) Oh, well, then let's also include uh, my mom making, quote-unquote, Spanish rice, she called it, which was white rice, ketchup, and ground beef, if you didn't catch the theme there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not a lot of flavor. Uh, we didn't believe in seasonings or hot sauce or anything that would actually provide any taste growing up. So you basically uh, lived COVID life as a child. Yeah, you, you know, know, but I, I didn't know any better. Hey, you know, I'm until uh, didn't really know any better until I shipped out for basic training, went down south and had biscuits and gravy for the first time. I was like, oh, this is what flavor tastes like. 
<laughs> That's pretty bad if you got better flavor and dishes out of basic training, right? Oh, well, the, the basic training food was actually cooked, at least at the time, was actually cooked by, like, actual people. But that's what I'm um, saying, then, though, because that's always the horror story, right? Well, once you get into the army proper, they make army army food, which is just boiled in a bag by some private E2 and thrown on your plate. And that's gotcha. the bad food. Gotcha. But at certain training sites, it's actual food. At least it was back then. This is 2005, so it's probably not the case anymore. Probably just cardboard with ketchup on it these days. Making good food, and I think that makes me a shitty person sometimes. Because, <laughs> like, I won't eat something if it's really bad. And I know that it hurts some people's feelings, but why do I have to be subjected to this? <laughs> well, I've had so much bad food in my day that it's like, if I don't like somebody's cooking, I'm like, oh, yeah, it just needs a little, you know, I, I just prefer spicier food, and I just throw a shit ton of hot sauce on it. And they're like, oh, wow, you really like spicy food. It's like, yeah, and it helps cover up the burnt taste, but, you know, I don't say that part. I can't. Hot sauce fixes everything. It doesn't fix everything. It doesn't. So, <laughs> so that kind of, like, perpetuates, like, uh, the whole thing, though, right, Marley? I mean, like, you sit there and eat a dish, and you don't think it tastes good, so you're going to eat it out of politeness. That's just, it's rude instead of actually being polite. So yeah, why would you be I... doing that? It's like reverse... <laughs> reverse bad manners by trying not to have bad manners you actually end up having bad manners yeah because i mean it's just rude i know but that's how i was taught right like you eat it you eat what's put in front of you no matter what and you always clean your plate because that's the polite thing to do and it's just not it's so bad you know well, and I, was and like, also, I, like, I always tell my kid, like, if you don't like it, tell me. I'll make you something else. You deserve to eat food that you like. But if you don't tell me, I'm going to keep making it for you. So so that's something that, like, that's something else, too. Like, people, like, sit, now I'm, I'm turning this into more of a serious issue than it needs to be. But, like, <laughs> the whole thing where, like, like, you sitting there saying you feel shitty because you want to make sure you're eating good food. Just because you want good food does not make you a shitty person. And making sure that you eat good food on a regular basis isn't a bad thing. Making sure you want to make sure your kids are eating good food, decent food, flavored mm-hmm. food, whatever. That's not a that's bad thing. Like. Because, yeah. like, when, like, like, well, like, I can sit there and say Charles as well now. We grew up with shitty food. I grew up with fucking commodity food. And that was the saltiest, shittiest food ever. Um and so having that sort of background, knowing what kind of food that my kids could have had, and then growing, having my kids grow up and making sure they had a decent dish, a meal every single night, does not make me a shitty person. No. No. It doesn't. And I've also been, like, working with Shane because his thing is he was also raised on the whole clean your plate thing. And mm-hmm. I'm like, look, as long as as long as long our, our son Parker, as long as he tries it if he doesn't like it i'll make him something else yeah if he legitimately gives it a shot and the other part of that too is if he says he's full i put it in the microwave if he then he says he's hungry later on he can continue eating that but i don't sit there and say oh you have to clear your plate because we've actually found out um i found out recently that there's a study that was done that shows that people that have been told to clean their plate all the time when they were younger end up having um, 
like struggling with weight gain and not keeping the weight off and stuff because you can't stop eating. You've trained your brain to, nope, this is what we do. And you overeat constantly. Well, yeah, I mean, we would not to get them on that. We would get in a lot of trouble for sure if we didn't clean our plate. So we have that same mentality, like clean your plate, you know, and it's like, I can't, I can't not, I feel bad leaving food. And so I have to intentionally like leave food on my plate. Yeah, my stepdad was uh, fresh out the boat from Puerto Rico, as he put it, and he's like, you know, back on the island, we didn't, we didn't have a lot. We had to eat spam all the time because we didn't have meat, and mm-hmm. here you are just wasting meat. You got to clean your plate, and then the whole there's starving kids in Africa thing. From my oh other my god, there. the worst. And it's it like yeah, like- but no matter what, this food is not going to go to them. This meal right, right here, right now. Yeah, I get what you're saying, but it's like. If I eat this, if I don't eat this, they're still not going to eat this. You're not solving the problem. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that camera crew over there in Africa that's not feeding the kids has plenty of food in their tent. Huh. Anyways, anyways, back to the happy part of food, though. <laughs> what? Yeah, like I said, I was making it more of a serious issue than it needed to be, but it's like something that was like. Every time you start talking, Teeth, you were you're mentioning, well, I feel like a shitty person for this, or I feel like a shitty person for this. And it's like, okay, well, now I'm going to start diving into this because this is actual, like, thing. Yeah, but, you know, so, it is a thing. Like, people you're, feel... You're the one setting my brain down this road. <laughs> don't be don't be feeling shitty for doing uh, something Isaiah, that you think Isaiah is Isaiah's always thing. the one that's got to pull his glasses down to the bridge of his nose, pull out a oh. notebook. So, no, tell me how you feel. <laughs> 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 oh my god you want to know something it's not <laughs> how does Did that you make you feel Marley let them dive deeper into this issue you have yes I think it stems from mother and father yeah yes yes I know <laughs> <laughs> I said that about my paper tonight. They were like, what, what in your paper where they're like, what is it that you uh, feel you did wrong in the beginning? I said, I basically vented in my paper. Like I talked to my therapist, like that does not make a college paper. I just want everybody in my class to know how I fucking feel. You know um, what though? There's been a few college papers I've written where it's just, I just do a, a, brain dump and just bleh onto the paper and then go back and do the editing and dress it up a little bit. And it still has a lot of that just like raw motion to it, mm-hmm. but it's, it's just edited to be scholarly and I got A's on it. Hey, so it does work. I've, got, I've got two A's and a B right now hanging on, but I do have to say you can't get through college without coffee. Okay. And I know it's not oh. food. But I think we all like coffee here. You don't technically, like coffee? Technically, it's a bean. So technically, it's food. Okay. Because it's like You're a just drink. drinking it. But, oh, and sometimes you eat it. You can eat coffee beans. But Oh, like, chocolate-covered coffee beans are the shit. Oh, my God, right? Uh, I, and the thing is, I could snort all the places beans. I've gone, and I just want to put this out there, Massachusetts, uh, specifically Boston, is my favorite place in the united states but i've traveled to a lot of states but the best coffee in the country hands down 
it's in Seattle. And it's so bad to say that because of the stupid Starbucks things, but it's not Starbucks. It's their Starbucks small, it's their small mom and pop shops in Seattle going up and down the streets. There's so many. And so, some of them are just like carts, but they have to compete. There's like high competition there, you know? I can't remember if they're in Washington, so I have to ask. Have you ever had Dutch Brothers coffee? Yes. Okay, that's yes. good stuff. That is good. I do they like that. They had it in, um, I lived for a while in like Springfield, Eugene, Thurston, Oregon area. And uh-huh. they had Dutch Brothers, and that was the best coffee I had in Oregon, hands down. One of my um, coworkers, he managed the landscaping accounts for their entire company. So all like, I don't know how many buildings they had. Um, And so for a gift, they would send him like big quantities of their coffee. And I, that's the first place I tried it. I was like, this is, this is good. They're decaf even, because it's hard to find a decaf that tastes as good as coffee. It's like, oh, it tastes like decaf, right? Their yeah, decaf I, really tastes like the real thing, which makes me feel like I could drink it right before bed. <laughs> every every Dutch Brothers coffee I've ever been to has mm-hmm. been like the guard shack at a parking lot. Like, you know what I mean? Like, where you park your car for like the fair parking and it's just that little guard shack. That's the only other building on the lot. That's what every Dutch Brothers I went to was based out of. There was two baristas in it. One took the money, one made the drinks, and you just you yep. drive up, place your order, and drive around, and the guy would have your coffee, and it was like a little shack. They have Every one of them. Everywhere in Alaska. Everywhere in Alaska. You drive down the street, you drive like three blocks, and you'll see like five of those. They're just yeah, like I, n- I never corners. saw. I never saw a single one when I went to Alaska, but never. I did it. Well, I did an Alaskan cruise, so I hit a lot of the coastal cities. Oh. So I don't know if maybe that's why, but did you like Ketchikan? Did, did you go in Anchorage? No, I went to like Ketchikan and the uh, coastal region there. Oh, yeah, you're right. Right on the edge. Um, I guess I mostly just I'm trying to think of all the places I've been in Alaska, but it's been mostly just like in Anchorage. They're everywhere. And, like, when you get into other cities, maybe not so much, so maybe specifically there. But it's, like, when we went and visited, like, I'm not kidding you. It was, like, left and right. And there were these little shacks, the cutest little things. One girl would be at the register at the window, and there'd be one, sometimes two girls in the back that were, I'm like, what the fuck? It's, like, five degrees outside. What are you doing? Uh, but yeah, I did want to say, um, I'm going to post this via my phone really quick. There's a few places that I feel like if ever, anyone ever got a chance to go to, they should try. I went to Ketchikan and then the other one that I remember is Skagway because I went to the Red Onion Saloon. I don't know if you've ever been there. No. Uh, super cool place. I'm going to put it in the information part of our Discord channel. Uh, but they dress like super old timey. Mm-hmm. Um, and like all the, uh, I think they originally said it was like part of, um, like a long, long, long time ago. It was like almost like a kind of like a brothel. So they still sign to like dress that way. Like all the staff is dressed like 1800 yeah, stagecoach ladies. Oh, wow. It's super cool though. 
Yes. Yeah, our in-house brothel tour, if I was right. Um, but you eat downstairs, and the ladies come down the stairway to heaven. And uh, but they have really good food there. I really enjoyed it. It was a it was a really nice experience. But uh, that's the those are the places I kind of went when I went to Alaska. Was the uh, coastal areas? I see yeah, best the best seafood ever. I'm sorry though. I did have really good seafood in Massachusetts. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Oh my god. Uh, the the seafood the barking that I crab got in Boston, uh, Massachusetts. Boston has good seafood. And see, you know B Man, he's from Alaska. And I've had Alaskan fish, and I'm sorry, but they're like at the very most on par with each other because Boston seafood. It's an experience, okay? It goes beyond being good food. It's an experience out there. One of my favorite restaurants ever. It's closed now, sadly, but it was called the Whiskey Priest. It was right on the water. I would leave packs. That's usually when I would go out to Massachusetts. And oh my God, we would get seafood right there looking out. And everywhere in Boston sells great seafood. So... The, the one I went to, <laughs> the one I went to is called the Barking Crab. I put it in the in Discord as well. Um, but I went there. It's like right on the edge of Boston on the water. So like, if you're going from Salem, Massachusetts to Boston on that little like, I don't know what you call it, but like the little gangway road where it's just like a straight path with like the fence lines, and then you go straight into Boston. Uh, you basically run right into it. Um, and this is that's where I go whenever I go to um, Salem, Massachusetts. I'll I'll skirt over there quick and get some good seafood, and then go back to Salem. That's amazing. I have not been to Salem. I have driven through Massachusetts and stopped at a few places, but nowhere significant outside of Boston. Um, I tell you, Salem was a hoot. I, I uh, thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it. I stayed at the uh, haunted Hawthorne. I think it's called. Uh, hotel and I did the ghost tour. The went by the Wright brothers' house. Then in the morning I went to um, the I forget the name of it, but it was like an old tavern that they turned into a breakfast thing. And it's uh, where some of the fathers of the Revolutionary War first met to conspire against the throne. That's amazing. So it was a pretty cool little uh, history thing, but that. really good food too really good i okay i need to post two things to the discord the one i'll talk about in just a second <laughs> the other one stop why is everything harder right now okay so this what you were talking about earlier it was a little it's a little bit similar to what you were talking about earlier story um storyville to coffee shop it's like I don't know how to explain it. It's an experience. Like it incorporates storybook characters in with it, right? So it's like the whole thing is themed. Um, and I really like that. And I really want to, I have not been to this coffee shop specifically. I've been to like Cherry Street Coffee. And then there's like the one that starts with the V that I can never remember. Um, and those are all really good. But this coffee shop was what reminded me earlier. And then the other one I wanted to show you is the Whiskey Priest. 
Wait, what what was the name you said of the this was the barking crab, the one where they dressed up? No, the one they dressed up was the red onion saloon that's in Alaska. And oh, then the barking the crab onion. is this, yeah. Barking yeah. crab is seafood in Boston. I thought it was the red onion, but then I got confused. It's so sad. It's permanently closed. Isn't that the worst? When you find a place that you really love and it just closes. Okay. This and I hate when that happens. I can't find the website, but it was right there. I want to say. Click on this. Boom. Oh my god, it is really cute. Look at all of them. They got money sticking out of their chesticles. I don't know. I don't know. That's awesome. That would be a good job. They they have like a a full little show they put on like twice a day and stuff. It's, It's awesome. What about you, Isaiah? What about me? What is your favorite seafood? Or not seafood, but your favorite restaurant, actually. Do you I even eat one. seafood? No. Okay, what's your favorite food? Why are you trying to force me into conversation here? You guys are talking about seafood. I, I interjected that that place had corsets. And they have yes. money sticking out of their corsets. Don't force me into a conversation. Continue with the natural flow of things. Fine, since we're going to be natural (laughs) about everything. Um, Okay. Do you have, like, a local favorite to either of you? I have a local favorite, but sort of. But I don't know if other people really do that sort of thing. Um, I don't know how much, like, a local favorite it is, because I don't know if it's a chain or not. Um, But my... The, it's the best Mexican restaurant I've been to, and I haven't been to I've been to a few, but not like a ton. Um, is La Fiesta in Clifton Park, New York? Amazing, amazing Mexican food. They do this thing called the Tour of uh, Mexico, where you get like an enchilada, a tamale, um, a chimichanga, a burrito, a taco. What is that? A tostada? There's a bunch of shit, but it's like one of everything on the menu. It's fucking Mm. amazing. You leave feeling fatter than you've ever been. I do love Mexican food. We have one local, well, it's in Michigan anyways. It's called um, Fiesta Chara. I don't know if it's anywhere else. It is a chain. Man, the one that we have specifically in DeWitt, Michigan, that one specifically is so good. <laughs> like, that's the best Mexican food. Although, I will say, Mexican's not my favorite. Shocker. Some people really love, a lot of people really love Mexican. It's their favorite yeah. cuisine. But mine is uh, Korean. What is yours? I had to pick one. I'm a foodie, man. I like a little bit of everything, but um, what is that? Survival Island or something? What is that game? 
Like, like, if I had to have one, like, for the rest of my life kind of thing. Yeah, Stranded um, Island. Well, the good thing with Mexican food, and I'm probably going to get hated <laughs> on for saying this, but the good thing with Mexican food is all the ingredients are the same, and you can just prepare it a different way, and somehow it changes the flavor profile. Yeah. You can really do a lot with it. Um, it's yeah, so it's tough to beat that one, but... My second favorite is like Thai food, and I cannot—I uh, can't choose between the two because Thai food is just on a whole nother level. If you can get good Thai food, yeah, like, B-Man likes Thai. Thai food. is just mm-hmm. add Thai, some Thai iced tea, some bubble tea, <laughs> or bubble tea, however you say it. I like it. It's good, but I would have to say. My favorite is Korean, though. We just had Korean the other day, and it's, like, it's good for you. And I like things that are kind of, like, he he says I like things that are sour. But Mm. I don't know. I like that tang in my food, and there's there's that in Korean. Plus, if you've never had purple rice before, um, it's fantastic. It changed my life. (laughs) So purple rice will always be better. Um, yeah, my buddy Provincio, he's moved a while back, but we used to work together. And uh, he's huge on, um, like, South Korean food because his wife is from South Korea. And um, he got me, in, like, we'd go to, like, ramen shops every once in a while. And some of the South Korean ramen is just, mm-hmm. it's on point. It's pretty damn good. Yeah. I, I could eat that stuff all the time, but it's it gets expensive, man. Yeah, ramen shops, the good ones, though, can get expensive. There's one um, in East Lansing called Sapporo's, and it's Japanese ramen. Mm. But it's really good. It's worth it. Especially they have something there called Ugly Pop. If you ever have a chance to get Ugly Pop, get it. It'll It's an experience. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, my God, I feel like I have an out-of-body experience. So good. That was an exaggeration. I feel like the good ramen shops too, like you, it's, they always give you so much ramen. You can almost have two meals out of it. So it's, it's not like, it's, it's a good, it's good. It's a good experience. It is a little pricier, but I, I feel like we, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I would say though, my second favorite cuisine is Mediterranean. So good. Oh, that is good too. So good. Oh, man. Nothing beats that every day. I mean, Korean's my favorite, but I don't know if I could have it every day. I could eat Mediterranean every day. (laughs) I could eat Middle Eastern almost every day, too. Like a good Mm. shawarma. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. And I don't know what you call it, but the way they make their pizza over there is just... It's... It's a just a little different, but it's so good. It's just a the, little better. <laughs> like with, with the goat cheese, and then they they make a traditional pizza, and then they make another traditional pizza, and you're like, whoa, I only ordered one pizza. And they're like, yeah, calm down, guy. And they take one of those pizzas, flip it upside down onto the other pizza, and then bake it a little bit longer and put, like, cheese on the, around the outside. So it's almost like a giant calzone, but every time you – you you cut it like a traditional pizza 
and you just have two slices stacked on top of each other. So everything's like su- super hot and melted in between each other. It's just good. So they put some sort of like powder on the the outside of the crust. I don't know what it is. Probably MSG or something, but it tasted <laughs> really good. It's just crack. Don't worry about yeah. it. <laughs> A little bit of cocaine for you. Like, mm, crack chicken. That is what it's called. It's called crack chicken. And you can buy it in, La- in Lansing, Lansing, Michigan, two places. Uh, both fish, fish fry locations will sell you something called crack chicken. And it's because it's so addictive. You will, like, just keep coming back. And it is. And it's so salty. It's basically just, like, salt. But it's just so good. You just keep yeah. going back. <laughs> Yeah, I might have to change, modify, change my answer to uh, Southern food because I am so, like, on one hand, I want to live down south because, one, the people on a day-to-day that I've interacted with down there have been super nice. Um, the food is amazing, but I don't like gigantic bugs. I don't like <laughs> insane humidity, and I I don't like some of the other aspects that unfortunately prevail down that way. Um, but the food and the bless your heart ladies are just make you want to live down there. Yeah. There. Like, it's scary. I told B man today, I won't go down South anymore. I, I can't, I'm scared to go down it's, there. I'm going to get good. into a fight. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. For me, it's one of those places where it's like, it's great to visit, but I don't. I couldn't live there. I could not live there. Uh-uh. Like data, and it's it's so weird. Like day to day, the people are so nice until you reach certain subjects with them, and then it's like, yeah, I gotta get the fuck out of here. Yeah, like oh, you're really just psycho. <laughs> okay, it's time for me to go. Yeah, I I my sister and my brother live down south. And I've visited down there, been to, like, Florida, Georgia, Texas, like, kind of in between. And even, like, once you get start getting down to, like, Kentucky, Tennessee, it gets a little bit stronger. And I feel like the farther south you go, the stronger that vibe is. You know, where <laughs> you're like, just, just don't talk about certain things, okay? <laughs> Yep, and and it really does. It's like a little bit of dog shit thrown into your brownies. And it's like, I know it's only a little bit, but I don't want it in my brownies. (laughs) So I just can't. Okay, some things are like that. And it's okay to say that you don't want dog shit in your brownies. It's okay. (sighs) I don't know. That's just how strong I feel. And that's how I can relate it back to food. Okay.
How do you eat all of that? How do you eat it though? Oh, my God. Tried to put like they partially just cook the ground meat, then they smush it together, roll it around in breadcrumbs, deep fry it, put it on the Texas toast, and sprinkle fries on it, and that's it. I'm like, that's not a fucking horseshoe. This is dog shit. So it's not the same. Like you guys at all. Well, <laughs> then, <laughs> oh, what are that. your food experiences? Tell me. I don't have any. Do you cook food? You I said you cook food. Just regular food, yeah. What's Nothing like what you guys are talking about. I don't you. like cooking. I don't either, but there are things I prefer to make over others. Absolutely. There's nothing. I don't like cooking. Do you like baking? 
No. Oh, that's un- that's unfortunate. Do you like picking up the phone, pushing buttons, and having food brought to you? No, I don't. That's expensive. <laughs> okay, but like money aside, if you could, like, what would be your favorite out of what you've experienced? None. I don't like anything around here. Oh, that is sad. That is bad. Do you have a favorite cuisine? I like I like a lot of Asian food. That's about it. Mm-hmm. But like Asian. just like when I say Asian food, I mean just like all the Eastern foods, like everything you guys mentioned, like Thai, Korean, um, Japanese, Japanese, Chinese, all of it. It's all good. But I don't have any like crazy cool experiences with restaurants you guys have like talked about or anything like that. I haven't tried anything like out of this world or strange or anything like that. Oh, well, that's okay. You have a favorite, like... So that's why I'm letting you guys go. Who, like, who... Well, have you ever been to, like, There's a so state many people, fair including me. Yeah, I go to state... I've gone to state fairs. They suck. I don't like state fairs. Well, what's the weirdest thing you had at a state fair? You, you, yeah. You had to have had something weird. No. That's what Did I'm you saying. you ever have an experience I don't, I've never with had it? those experiences. Even when you were younger, where you may have, like, eaten a whole bunch of fair food and then gone on a ride and felt sick afterwards <laughs> because that's an nope. experience and i've nope. had that okay <laughs> i got this isaiah <laughs> what is your favorite food you've licked off somebody huh huh syrup none cream? it's that's it's no hot fudge nope <laughs> nothing damn it it's messy. Hot fudge. How hot? <laughs> I'm messing here. It's dirty. Warm fudge. Warm fudge. <laughs> Hotter than lukewarm, no, but not I, boiling. You know? I have to tell you on that note, Jello never, never no. use Jello sexually. It's a bad <laughs> time. It hurts really bad, and it makes a mess, and it's just not a good time. You know, yeah, it's something that's messed. easy to clean. Uh, extremely easy to clean. Yeah. Tasteless. No. Tasteless, but it works. Ice cubes. Oh, Ice yeah. cubes work great. Ice cubes, you they're not as fun. It's not like food. It's just ice, you know? I mean, you eat it, though. You do eat it. And they are fun. But it's just like in a different way. But you could do like an Italian ice kind of thing. You know, mm-hmm. put a little flavor flavor in it, mix it up, shave it up. I like whatever. this. I like where this conversation's going. Have a snow fight, you know? Uh, yeah. Food is great, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> or pull a George Costanza and have a foot-long sub on the nightstand, you know? <laughs> okay. okay, on that note, I have a weird kink, okay? I like oh, watching people eat. Okay. <laughs> I like watching people cook, especially those, like, the ASMR like TikTok videos where like the guys cutting the freshly made like medium rare steak all zoomed in and mm-hmm. all the juices are flowing out onto the stump he's cooking on like Jesus, that's some who pours like the it. thing. Man. I like it when pe- I like watching people chew and it's weird and it's a weird thing and I remember telling this guy that I was dating that had like a huge foot fetish right. He was like super into feet. I remember telling him because I was like so comfortable. I was like, you know, I just feel this way when people chew. Like I didn't realize that was a kink, 
I just like watching people eat their food and they're just happy when they eat food. Everyone's always happy eating food, right? I don't I'm know. not sure you eat my mom's cooking. Yeah. To be fair, my mom wasn't the greatest cook. Uh, if we got something special, it was like hamburger helper. That was very special food. Yep. Ugh. And right there with you. My mom always overcooked all the meat in the house. It was always so dry. Oh, my God. It was like cardboard. So, I don't. I bumped into so many people that do this that I'm considered weird for how I cook anything that has a powder. But people that leave the fucking chunks of sauce mix <laughs> in the food drive me up the wall. Like, how do you not mix it in well enough so that I don't have to chew a fucking brick of powdered cheese? <laughs> fucking hate it. Yeah. I don't know. So. I'm considered puppy, weird. Not, people always like every time I make it. People are like, "Why do you make it that way?" Like even something as simple as just like Kraft mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. I heat up. I heat up the um, you know boil the water, put the fucking macaroni, all that's normal. When I I drain out the macaroni, it sits in the strainer or colander in the sink, and while it does that and drains out. I put the butter and the milk into the saucepan and bring it up to a low boil and slowly mix in the cheese powder with a whisk to make sure every fucking little molecule is actually mixed into the shit. And then I put the macaroni back into it and stir it up and bring the macaroni back to a a eating temperature because I will not eat powder. You, so you were not one of those kids that ate the cocoa mix out of the package? Oh, God, no. Wasn't you? <laughs> no. I was the one that... I was the one that was, like, waiting for somebody to do that and just grab the powder bag and right in your fucking oh face. So when it comes to... When it comes to, like, powder mixes and stuff like that, the weirdest thing that probably happened was, like, getting the... the you know, the dry packs of ramen, like Maruchan or whatever... And um, just chewing on those noodles raw like that, either as a brick or like dusting it with the powder and then chewing into it like that. Oh my God, yes. The kids in my neighborhood would run, I remember in Nevada, would run around eating their ramen like that. And I'm like, I could never do it. I tried it and I I, like walked back and so I was like, you got to cook this. I can't eat this shit. I I can't do it, man. Well, that that was the thing, though, is that we didn't. I didn't have like parents around when I was a kid. So if we like had needed something to eat, we just yeah. called a pack of ramen. We we didn't know how to cook it. You know, we didn't know it was just a boiling process. But so yeah, we just went around yeah. like it was yeah. a candy bar. I'm, I'm with you on that. I I did the same thing for a short period. You know, like I, would, I had it, I ate them. Raw. I would have starved or ate grass, man. I have I can't done do that. It. Okay, <laughs> I can't do it. There was a point where I had an abusive childhood, blah, blah, we're sad, I'm over it. Um, but they um, sometimes would withhold food from us as punishment. Mm. Um, and my they were very, like, fundamentalist, like, very strict. So um, I remember being hungry, and I tried to eat grass and, like, maple leaves. Yeah, <laughs> they do not taste good. 
That's why I said I, I didn't do anything really like crazy or weird. You guys are like explaining all these different things and everything. And I'm sitting here saying, well, I had a pack of ramen dry without, you know, cooking or anything. So, like, that was any different than me eating maple leaves. You just ate what you had, man. So, grass I'm allergic to, so, I mean, I'm not eating that. What's the weirdest thing you guys have eaten? Is it the ramen for you, bud? That's not a weird thing to eat. I've never that's, had anything. I would agree. That's not no, weird. that's not true. I'll tell you what I had that's weird that I've eaten. Um, and it made me throw up. I've never eaten it ever since. was a uh, cow stomach. No, cow tongue. I could see that. My grandma uh, used I... to make uh, soup with it, and it was called taniga. It was a uh, cow tongue. Disgusting. I, I can't eat anything that even has a remote like liver taste to it. Um. I would say probably an orchid. That's the weirdest fucking thing I've eaten. <laughs> an orchid? I'd have, to, I'd have to say mine is probably a kangaroo. It's probably the weirdest. Ooh, thing. kangaroo sounds good. It wasn't I've bad. Uh, I've had kangaroo, crocodile. Um, the Crocodile was a little... It was like almost like uh, salty chicken is like the best way to describe it. It wasn't bad, but... Definitely different. Kangaroo is more like almost venison like. Uh, I was gonna say tough, like it was like yeah, like a tougher venison, but it was it was good. Cooked well. And then uh, I've had buffalo, bison. That was pretty good. Um swordfish. But bison is excellent meat, by the way. Yeah. Uh super lean, very good for like very it's, healthy. It's healthy it's compared so to beef and any other thing. It, it is. is expensive. But I mean when you look at like the actual nutrient content and like health uh comparison compared to beef, it is mm-hmm. so much better. It it just tastes better too. Like you can get a oh, shitty yeah. cut of bison and it'll just be one of the you had to get like a what's that crazy steak um, just to even get close to it, but it's it's good. Like shit. You're talking about that the a cut of steak, a cut of a, yeah, a cut I of can't remember steak. the fucking Beef. name of it. It's like mommy or whatever the fuck. Mommy. Yeah, it's mommy. Uh-oh. Is that what you said? You guys are getting spicy. You're gonna have to break out uh, the meat outfit. All meat. You would you would like that teeth couple of maids <laughs> walking around you. Hell fucking yeah, it would. Couple of, <laughs> we'll catch a couple of upskirts while we're sitting there cleaning the walls. Who fucking wouldn't? It's not weird. Wagyu, that's the one I was thinking of. Wagyu. Wagyu. Yeah, you got to get something like that to really stack it up against the good cut of bison. Yeah, Wagyu is good. Wagyu is good meat. We actually just, uh, like, the the store that I started working at, uh, I just found out recently that they sell bison. They have a few other kinds of different, like, meat there, too. But bison was one one that caught my eye because I rarely ever find it. Okay, while we're on the subject of meat, please don't hate me for bringing it up, but how do you feel ethically about 
eating meat? Like, where is your hard line? Do you have so here, a hard line? Here's my my two cents on it. All right. <clears throat> At the end of the day, human beings are animals, right? And in the animal kingdom, <coughs> if you have eyes in the front of your face that look directly straight ahead, you're a predator. That's why human beings have our eyes situated the way that they are. We are predators. Our eyes aren't on the side. We're not prey. We are predators. So I don't really have an issue with the whole hunting of, of meat thing. Where I do take an issue to it is the extent and the extravagance to which American, the American economy and the American way of life has taken it to the point where we're just slaughtering animals to slaughter them without yeah. even using them for the meat. That's where I draw the, I have an issue. That's your headline. Yeah. If it was like, if it was being done humanely and ethically and only to the extent that we needed it, I'd be more comfortable with it, but it's the extreme. It's like the, to the extreme that we take it into is where it starts being an issue for me. And like, where we cram 85 cattle into a pen that can only hold 12 and we just sit there and brutalize them the whole time. Like none of that is okay. But the standpoint of should human beings eat meat? I think, you know, we're predators. We're, it's supposed to be part of our diet, but that's just my two cents. Well, so I, I don't know, like I, the extreme portion that America brings it to. I would say I'm, I'm native American. You know how that, how that goes. So it's like use everything. Yeah, exactly. You, you, so, you know, just send me the bones if you have an animal and you don't have the, you don't know what to do with the bones, you can send them my way. Right. <laughs> like, if, if somebody wants to go hunting and they're hunting something that is like the population's getting too high and it's destroying, you know, the ecosystem and they hunt one thing, they take it home and they have, they process the entire animal and that is the meat for their family for six months. Like that, that's a sustainable thing. And I don't have an issue with that at all. Uh, but again, it's just the extreme, the other end of it, the extreme other end of it that we've taken it to, to this point where like we are killing all these animals. It's so much of it's going to waste. And yet we have people in our country that are starving. Like, yeah, it's just the extreme end of it that I I disagree with. But, you know, if, if you don't like meat or you don't uh, agree with the ethical or moral dilemma of meat, that's fine, too. There's plenty of veggies to go around. Yeah. I think that's – that's I my line, like, goes the other way, is it's not like when it comes to, like uh, – I, I draw my line closer whenever it comes to people who are extreme vegetarians mm -hmm. where they include their animals, their pets and stuff like that, because, you know, animals, animals should be eating uh, protein and meat like that too, not just straight vegetables. Yeah. So when it comes to that sort of thing, that's where my line starts getting a little closer to me yeah, as opposed to, you know, the other way around. And I also believe in animism, like the idea of animism. So every living thing has, there's something about it that is alive to a hundred percent is alive. Like uh, trees, plants, mushrooms, fungi, everything 
is interconnected and has a life force. So whether you're a vegan, whether you're a vegetarian, or whether you're an omnivore, you eat everything, or you're a garbage human that just puts anything in their mouth like I do, um, you know, all of those are living things. So regardless of how you eat, if you eat, you're eating a living thing. This is true. I can understand that. I often think that way. I like, well, I'm going to school for plant biology. So it's like, I study how alive plants are. And I think about that. It's like, but animals eat plants to live and we eat animals and plants. And it's, it's kind of like, forgive me for the reference, but like in uh, Full Metal Alchemist was the first time I heard it. But like that whole circle of life like transfer of energy it's not Mm. that you're taking from somebody else you're transferring it to yourself and one day you will transfer that energy to someone else as well Mm -hmm. or to something else and but it does need to be done respectfully (laughs) like i i there you need to respect whatever it is that you're killing whether it's your garden or it's the animal right I get that, but it's like, I don't think what we need to eat, there are people who are like, I only eat meat, that's all I ever eat, and it's like, okay, that's fine, but you do have to see how imbalanced that diet is, right? <laughs> and I'm like, if that's your choice, that's fine. I don't think it needs to be done in excess, and I don't think there should be so much waste. Absolutely. There, I mean, we could all do to cut back a little, to be honest. Like, we have... A, we have meat here. It's like, it is expensive, but we do have it here, right? And it's like, there are places in the world that don't, you know, they don't have the opportunities to have as much as we do. And they don't have the waste that we do. It's just like, how? Well, one of the crazy things to me with, especially when it comes to the waste, is like, all these stores and restaurants will say, well, if we give the stuff that's going bad away and something happens to somebody that eats it, we're liable. So we're not going to do it. And we have to then pay somebody to bring it to the distribution site for donation. So, you know, it's not cost effective for us. It's crazy to me because, uh, and I, I think a lot of people kind of don't know or overlook it, but there are laws, uh, Samaritan laws on the books that, if you give anything to anyone else and at the moment you give it to them, that food is viable and still has nutritional value and has not gone bad, you cannot be held liable for it. So if you run a deli and your lunch meat's going to go bad in three days and you give all that lunch meat to somebody on, to homeless people on the street and say, Hey, you got to eat this now, but here's, you know, free lunch meat. You can't be held liable if they hold on to it for two weeks and then get sick from it. Like yeah. those protections are already in place. The problem we're seeing are is that especially chain restaurants um, and big massive corporations like Walmart don't want to give the food away, the excess stuff. They'd rather throw it away because to them, if I throw away 15 pounds of lettuce, I get to write off 15 pounds of lettuce on my taxes as a corporate loss. And they'd rather throw it away than donate it and only get seven cents of a tax break for the donation. Uh. I think that's ultimately where it's coming from is, and also like 
they're not being paid to do that. So if the federal government, not that we can support it, you know, financially, but if the federal government was to say for every pound, you know, if you're charging $5 a hamburger and you got to throw a hamburger out, instead of throwing it out, you give it to somebody else, the federal government pays you the full price for the hamburger. Every single corporation in America would be donating food left and right. It's because they're not getting paid for it. That's the only reason they don't want to do it. But in, in other right. countries, in other countries, it's like if you have a grocery store in your produce section, you have a produce section and you get a truck every, let's say, week and a half that refills your produce. As soon as that truck comes in, all that produce that's on the shelf goes into bins and is donated to food banks and you put your new produce out. We don't do that here. And it's one of the leading causes of waste. And it's the, when you look at programs that we don't have and you look at the amount of money corporations waste and we waste as taxpayers throwing that food away and the amount of taxpayer money and corporate money that's wasted on infrastructure designed to punish homeless people, all of that time, effort, and money, if we took a fraction of that into developing systems to help homeless people and to get them back on their feet and to give them the food that's being thrown away anyway, we would spend less money fixing the homeless problem than we do current with the current methodology of punishing the homeless. We'd actually spend less money fixing it. So uh, a little off topic, but those, uh, that also reminds me of, uh, that, well, it connects. That reminds me of, um, through the podcast I listen to, there's a company where they take all the odd and odds and ends vegetables and they yeah. send those out like the ones that don't fit the product that the they want ones. on the shelves. Yeah. The ugly ones. Yeah. Um, was, did, does that, did you already mention that? Did no, I no, that it's, a, okay. it's a great yeah, program. No. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, they, you, you pay for like, you'd pay a decent price for a big shipment of all these vegetables that, you know, are odd looking or stupid. Don't make the cut. And you get all these veggies, and it's like yeah, I tried it once. I'm tossing it out. I tried it once. I gotta get find it again. It was a good deal, but it was like you know the carrots that look like the rabbit vibrator that they don't want to put on the shelf and stuff like that. But it's it's a perfectly fine carrot. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just it doesn't <laughs> look appealing, so they don't want it on the shelf. Right. Well, yeah. I mean that that kind of vegetable is appealing. <laughs> I was going to say, I, we have one up here called Imperfect Goods, I think, or Imperfect Foods. See, I want to say that's close to what the podcast, like the one that I'm talking about is called. Yeah. But it's... also Charles mentioned the ugly foods thing, and that sounded familiar too. <laughs> yeah, ugly food. Dang yeah, it. Imperfect Foods is one. The Fioneers is another one that sells ugly produce. Perfectly Imperfect Produce does it as well. Misfits um, Market. Misfits Market isn't isn't specifically that. Um, I've used them. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. Okay. Um, it's just theirs is 100% organic. And sometimes okay. you can get uh, really good deals where you get the organic food for the, the, the price of the um, generics from like Walmart and stuff like that. And then yeah. other weeks... 
but it's like they don't have a rotating men they don't have a set menu it's a rotating so it's based on whatever they currently have in stock and you have to constantly change your boxes to fit what they have in stock um but if you're somebody that always wants the organic it is a, a good way to get your organics a little bit cheaper it's just it was still for for my family it's still just a little too expensive to do well yeah because it's organic you can get a, a reg, you can get a regular banana for five cents, or you can pay two dollars and fifty cents for an organic banana. Right. Like. But let's be fair. How many of those bananas are you going to eat before they go bad? Well, the regular, the fifty cent banana will last eighteen years because it's fucking pumped full of chemicals. Well, <laughs> also, just so you know, when the banana goes bad and gets too brown, you can also make banana bread out of it, so it can still be used at that point yeah, too. The problem just... is, I don't cook like that in the summer, and I like to eat bananas in the summer. <laughs> I just don't know how to make shit, so it just goes bad. Charles, do you eat? Do you eat your bananas sideways, like a? Corn cup? No. I, I eat bananas like a monkey. I peel it from the bottom up. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I peel it from the bottom, and then I take the little, like, black tip thing, like the seed. I pull that out because I don't like the taste and the texture. And then I mm-hmm. eat the whole banana, and then I throw the peel away. I just I like unpeel that. it. I make the banana naked, toss it, and then I peel it behind me and eat it like that. <laughs> eat, eat it like a popsicle, just yes. pull that. <laughs> One solid piece. <laughs> uh, I, do say, I, I do the this same with my corn cobs. This episode should be marked not safe for work. <laughs> you do the same thing with pickles, you know? Oh my god. Yeah, um, pickles. pickles are amazing. <laughs> uh, somebody also brings up in the Twitch chat that uh, oh, something else to remember when it comes to healthier foods is that it's always more expensive as opposed to the garbage crap that we can like also buy. So we can go and get a box of, you know, 12 to 16 corn dogs for fucking, you know, five bucks, but we're going to go get a salad and we can get like a half pound a bag of salad for like, you know, six to seven bucks. And then we're like, and that's just like lettuce. That's not even like carrots or anything else that you want in your salad and stuff like that. So they're well, trying to keep they're trying to keep America essentially fat in some in a lot of senses like that too. When we really you know well, get down the to other, it, the other part of that too is I, I watched a documentary <clears throat> on um, the American food industry and, and the American food staples and like how our diet works and everything. And um, things like carrots aren't supposed to be orange, which I never knew. Um, but there's a lot of stuff like that where. We have genetically engineered our food to look a certain way so it always looks the same. It's always an orange carrot. It's always a red apple. It's always an orange orange. And um, we've also engineered it to grow bigger and grow emptier. So it'll be, you know, the apple is three times larger than it used to be, but it has one third of the nutritional value of that apple that we used to have. We also, when we used to pro, uh, process food back in the day, we still do that. But our pro- food processing back in the day, we would add a compound, a powdered compound to our soups, to our grains, everything. 
would be mixed with this compound that was essentially like um, in the Matrix. I forget his name, but the guy that makes the uh, the oatmeal has all of the chemicals your body needs. Right? We would have we had this mixture that was high in fiber and high in protein and high in vitamins and minerals mixed into our food processing. So if any of the products being made were lacking in nutritional value, that powder added that nutritional value back into the mix. However, due to lobbying in like the 60s to the 80s, they removed that product from being added back into the mix. And our food has just gotten nutritionally worse over time. And companies are have been using uh, chemical engineering and biological engineering to figure out how to make the food hit the receptors in our brain to go, oh, this is really good, despite being absolutely horrible for you. So I just want to say real quick, I I don't think this is the direction that uh, Teef wanted a whole <laughs> food podcast episode to go. Hey, I, hey, I just said food is a good subject. That's all. Where it goes is where it goes. We go off of tangents on a podcast, so we do. But it's just, all food related. Just a few. We're just we're on topic. It's still about food. It's just whatever food is to us. This, I mean, this all came off of eating a a brick of ramen raw. <laughs> However, I do want to point out, though, we said a few weeks back in our um one of our episodes how food is incorporated in witchcraft and like rituals and that mm-hmm. is one of my favorite things about food is that i can incorporate it with like intention and i know it's not strictly speaking on the food topic but man i the best cooking that i've ever done has been on the holidays that we celebrate our non-traditional holidays or the pagan holidays whatever that like since we switched to that and I've incorporated food that celebrates like whatever holiday it is that we're celebrating. Ah, uh, my cooking got so much better. Try it, even if you think you're a shitty cook. Try cooking with intention. It's crazy good. Sorry. No, you're that good. Just, like, spilled yeah. out there. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I just um. um in the information section of the podcast, I have linked um, Adam Ruins Nutrition that covers some of those uh, points about um, American nutrition and how it's been biologically engineered and stuff. A lot of good sources in there. Awesome. That's awesome. Like uh, Kellogg, the guy that made Kellogg Cornflakes. One of the quotes from him, it's kind of off topic, but uh, he was such a staunch believer in like religious stuff. Uh, and uh, evangelical minister named Sylvester Graham that he believed masturbation caused insanity and sugar and spice rules of the devil. So that's why cornflakes sucks. Look, I like cornflakes. I'll be that person. I like cornflakes. I just don't like them after 20 seconds. Okay? (laughs) (laughs) Like, they don't stay crunchy if they just stayed crunchy a little bit longer fresh cornflakes yes 25 second cornflakes no i like cornflakes once i put enough sugar into it to make the milk sweet tea then i'll eat the cornflakes 
So I can just get Frosted Flakes. Boom. Solved your problem. Not enough sugar. Not enough sugar. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> I don't know the if ratio. Frosted oh. Flakes, right. though. <laughs> so here, here you go. This is like something that I don't know if you guys like mess around with or anything like that. Um, if it's food, when it comes, I will. When it, when it comes to cereals, um, I don't know how much you guys – I've actually had this very, very short, like uh, – I let I let Teeth and B-Man know actually what this, like, whole, like, mixture was before. But, like, it's it's the mixing of cereals or the mixing of the cereal milk after you're done with it. So, like, eating, say, a bowl of Cocoa Pebbles or something that's cocoa and then having the milk afterwards and then putting one of the more – uh, bland cereals that you like sit there and don't like unless you have it sweetened up with a ton of sugar like you normally do well now you have that already pre-sweetened milk and then you're putting that bland cereal and now you're now your milk is already sweetened and it's not like overly sweetened it's got that that hint of chocolate in there and it makes it a taste so much better i've that even so i've even heard i've never done it myself but i've heard of people doing like Lucky Charms, right? And he had that Lucky Charm flavored milk. Putting it into a separate container that's only used for that person, because you don't want to like get somebody spit or whatever. But using it as creamer for their coffee after the fact. So it's like it's like having that uh, Lucky Charms creamer. I've like that. never heard of that. That is insane. Um, How creamy there. does your milk have to be? I'd be like whole milk. People use oh, really? regular milk for creamer. Yeah, I use 2% milk for creamer sometimes. Yeah, people oh, I do that. I, I don't drink milk anymore, so um, <laughs> I, I drink all so, milk. So I don't know. <laughs> and on top, on top of the cereal thing, real quick, um, there's also a dude that, like, considers himself, like, a, a cereal scientist sort of thing. And he's got videos on YouTube, and he, like, talks about he's got all this different cereals in front of him, and he talks about... Which cereal goes which what cereal? Which cereal is a topper that goes to on, like on top of mm-hmm. a certain other cereal? You've seen that, Charles, oh, right? Yeah. So he's got this whole thing, and you try the two cereals together, and it like works really, really well, like flavor wise and like crunch wise compared them, to like yeah. It, it, he he's done his research when it comes to these cereals. I don't know that what guy, his name is though. That guy taught me a very valuable lesson on how much milk to put in your cereal. You pour it until it just starts to lift. As soon as you see the lift, you stop pouring. That's the yes. perfect amount of milk. Yes. That's insane and awesome. But I do like to make, <laughs> I love mixing cereals like uh, Lucky Charms and original Captain Crunch that doesn't have the crunch berries in it. It's a nice little mix, especially if you get the cinnamon Lucky Charms. So like the little wheat pieces have cinnamon mixed onto them. A pretty good mix. I like, okay, I like Cheerios. I really do regular fucking yellow box Cheerios, okay? They're really good. And I could eat an entire box of them and not even be sick. But My, oh, they have so many flavors of Cheerios now. Yeah, they do. Well, I, the, not, all, not all of them are good, though. No. Like, I remember... Oh. Um, don't say that. They're all good. The, uh, my stepdad used to love regular plain Cheerios with fresh uh, sliced bananas on top. 
Yeah, put really fruit good. in there. Yes, I put fruit in with my Cheerios before. I mean, they're just good all the time. Honey Nut Cheerios are good. The yogurt Cheerios, the chocolate Cheerios. Oh, Honey my Nut are my God. favorite. Oh, my God. I could eat them all day. They're the perfect amount of sweetness. Oh, so good. And the thing is, is I don't know. Maybe I just have a sensitive mouth, but, like... When I was a kid, like, I love Captain Crunch, okay? Captain Crunch is so good. It's so stupid good. But it always cuts the roof of my mouth. And it bothers me that it does that. <laughs> it does everybody. And that's one of those things that people just suffer with when it comes out, Cyril. Because, because the, guy, the guy that made Captain Crunch is a sadist. And he, if you want to enjoy the flavor profile of Captain Crunch, well, accept the pain that comes with it. You know what, Teeth? There you go. Right there. Teeth, right there. There you go. So the person that created Captain Crunch is a sadist, and anybody that eats Captain Crunch is obviously a masochist. Yes. <laughs> obviously, because I know it's going to hurt every so, time. And I tried so you're to sitting myself, there, maybe it won't and you're, be. And you're taking a bite, and you're like, Mm. Mm. That hurts so good. But it's so good. <laughs> it tastes so good. I can't help but want more. And, and the guy that made Captain Crunch is going. Hey, you like that mouth hurt, don't you? Get it all up in there, nice and deep, like. Oh yeah. Okay, but like for real. Okay, for real. Why haven't serial engineers fixed the problem? Okay, there have to be people who work on this. Brainiacs. Yep. I think Charles just answered your question. That's why they didn't fix it. <laughs> Hashtag nailed it. Look, I'm legally gullible, okay? I mean, you need to tell me the truth or I'll, I'll just believe whatever. Well, it's like the guy that, I don't know if you guys remember this, uh, invented the double down sandwich for KFC, which was a deep fried chicken breast, cheese, deep fried chicken breast and no way to hold it and it was supposed to be like a sandwich i think it had bacon in the middle too oh yeah it was just like the bread was the chicken yeah so yeah. it's like in order yeah. in order to eat this sandwich you had to burn your hands in order to ingest it and it's like that's caligula sadism right there like you want to eat my sandwich burn yourself Holy crap, I remember that. I remember thinking, that's such a dumb idea. Oh, it was horribly stupid. But <laughs> KFC was that? KFC was doing all kinds of wacky shit back then. Like, that's when they came out with the Famous Bowls, which is, like, the only one that stuck around. Oh, but my God, that's because the Famous Bowls are good. Oh, they're yeah. amazing. But they, they uh, also tested in the Midwest around that same time the Mega Leg, which was just, like, they biologically engineered a chicken leg to be as big as a turkey leg. You know, I can see that working because we do have the Ren Fairs in this area. Like, oh, like I love a big long. turkey leg. Don't get me wrong, but it's like, how big do you have to make a chicken? I, I like, real quick, I want you guys to know that if I get booted off of here, we like it's because we're having a big rainstorm right now. Okay. Uh, boo. That's just in case. Just in case, I'm not hoping for that at all. We got some rain today too, but I don't think it was that bad. I don't know. I was indoors all the fucking day, so I don't know. This is pro this is probably your rain. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sorry. And after it's done with you and move on to Charles. Probably. <laughs> probably not. If it's moving in this direction, then it's probably not going to go towards Charles. You never know. I've seen wind change so fast. Actually, I haven't. Nobody sees I was going to say... It's going to stick around the lake. It's going to stick around the lake. Yeah, wind yeah. patterns tend to stay pretty consistent. It's okay. Just throw it back at me. Don't worry about it. I mean, technically, it'll eventually come around because if the wind is blowing west, eventually that it comes back to me. Ping pong. This takes a really long time. Ping pong the storm back and forth. Hi, Astro. Glad you're here. okay we've covered a lot of food ground i like this we've talked about a lot of nitty-gritty food ideas okay last meal though your last Uh, meal i had to do it i had to throw controversy out there you know a last meal your very last meal it's the last one you'll ever eat you get to choose so it doesn't have to be like one thing. Like I can make a platter. no a whole meal. It gets a whole meal. Oh no, I'm making a platter. Um, I'd say one tamale, one chimichanga, one side, one one like bowl of like pad thai, um, <laughs> some crab rangoons. You're so cheating, right? <laughs> Yo, hold on. Oh, it's my so, last meal. Well, I get to go hog. So I, I've got a couple questions here. Hold on. A platter. Hold on. I've got. Hold on. Hold on. I got a couple questions here. Okay. One. What did we do to have that last meal? Are we dying naturally? Or are we being put to death? All right. That's just one question. Two. Charles, you're not even going to be able to finish that food. So what are you going to get all that food for? Just to taste everything before you go. <laughs> Are you, you like eat, ordering a buffet so table? You eat you eat one bite from each thing and then you take a shit and then you eat one bite from each thing and then you take a shit and t- you keep doing this until they kill you. What else I mean, you got to do? So that's why I'm asking what the situation is. Are we being put to death or are we That's what I know. Yeah, I mean last meal I, I would say if you could predict it, the easiest way to predict it is execution. So, <laughs> I, sorry. And so, okay, so what's the form of execution then? Can we not? Can we not with all the stuff in the news right now? Oh my gosh! Uh, I feel and bad. I feel bad about that. If you're gonna get executed, and you get a last meal. And the stipulation is they can't kill you till you're done with your last meal. Make it the biggest fucking meal you can and take your time with it. Extend your life. No, like they, there's they a, won't they won't allow that, man. There's a time limit on the death warrant, so like you can't. It, they have like a two hour period to do it, and if they Told f you. it up, they can't. They they just can't do it again. So it has to be precise. Let me see. Has the right to request a special last meal that the inmate will consume a day or two before the scheduled execution. 
However, there are still restrictions. You can't have whatever you want. No alcohol, no tobacco. Uh, they will make substitutions to make sure it fits the requirements. Da, 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 da. Uh, most are limited to no more than $40 to buy or prepare. That's bullshit. Um, but, like, we... I'm trying to see if there's a the, time limit. The money game. I don't want to... I don't like that they added a $40 limit. It's ridiculous. But I guess if I was going to go out, I would probably pick, like, some bougie-ass shit, too. I'm going to try this. No. I don't think I'd do that. So, all I would or- end up ordering is a bison burger with cheese and bacon and some french fries. Probably waffle fries or tater tots. Probably both of those. That's all it is. That's all I need. That's all I need. With a Coke. Would it be so shitty to say if I could magically somehow get them to make my fucking brownies? I bet you they'd give you those. I bet you they'd give you They those. said <laughs> it, it says in this article, I just in most places, going... if it costs less than $40 to prepare, they'll do it. So, so if you can give me... them the recipe and they can cook it for less than 40 bucks. Let me just say this. Pans of brownies. (laughs) Let let me just, Tief. Let me just say this. You, you're the one that asked us for our last meal request, and you're like telling us why we can't. You're telling us we can't go down the road of how we're going to be executed and everything. It's a group effort now. It's a group effort. Okay. Um. But like, I don't know. Like the way I make brownies, it's like B man will vouch for it, but I, I don't know who I vouch. No matter what, but. Man, everybody who eats my brownies is like, these are the best brownies I've ever had. And they are. And I would eat two pans of them before I die. So some historical, which I didn't know was a thing you could find out. uh, Historical last meals have been two pints of mint chocolate chip ice cream. Uh, Numerous prisoners have elected for olives to be their final meal, which is uh, another, some other ones have been one bag of Jolly Ranchers candy, steamed clams, a lump of dirt, two salami sandwiches, an entire pheasant, cheese dip ah. with chips, and holy no. communion. The most expensive <laughs> was in 2011. They ordered all of this: two chicken fried steaks smothered in gravy with sliced onions. One triple meat bacon cheeseburger with fixins on the side. One cheese omelet with ground beef, tomatoes, onions, bell peppers, and jalapenos. One large bowl of fried okra with ketchup. One pound of barbecue with half a loaf of white bread. Who eats white bread with their barbecue? Uh, Three fajitas with fixins. One meat lover's pizza. Three root beers. One pint of blue bell vanilla ice cream. And one slab of peanut butter fudge with crushed peanuts. Charles, who are you to say who can have what kind of bread with their food anyways? Well, I'm who just saying typically, you? typically, if you're eating barbecue, you're having cornbread, not white bread. You have whatever bread you want, brother. Cornbread. You get that cornbread. <laughs> you, guys put, you, you guys put syrup on your cornbread? No. Or not syrup, honey, honey. You put yes. honey in your I, I have put uh, butter and honey, yeah. I yeah. have this. That is good. Oh my God! Stop. 
That is one of my this, favorite things about Samhain is the cornbread. Everything's so, corn. Mm. This I also I also like putting my cornbread in my chili. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It right on top and just cutting right into it with a spoonful of chili. The second most expensive, and this is one that I like. I'm on board with this dude. This dude had it right. Filet oh, mignon. Is this, is, is this person like a fucking rock star? They got a whole. What do you call them? What? Well, uh, these are different people, but yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Th- this guy got filet mignon wrapped in bacon, deveined shrimp sautéed in garlic butter with lemon, baked potato with butter, sour cream, chives, and real bacon bits, asparagus with hollandaise sauce, French bread with butter, goat cheese, a cantaloupe, and apple pie with vanilla bean ice cream. That's a fucking good last Ooh, meal. Ooh, that apple pie with vanilla ice cream. Hell yeah. That guy knew what he was doing. He he, he thought about that one for a good minute. Yeah. I didn't think about the pie, dude. Hell yeah, I'd have to have a slice of pie before I go. Oh, that's God, sure. some good pie. Like a good cherry pie. Mm, or like a hot chocolate, <laughs> hot chocolate pie. Yeah, mm. that's... Teeth, yeah, cherry, cherry pie, yes. Cheese, man. What? Cherry pie? <laughs> cool what? drink of water, you... such a sweet so <laughs> am, I, am I missing the joke? I'm just telling it you. Tastes so good. Do, do, not, do you not know what cherry pie is? <laughs> or cherry was cherry used cherry. as a reference to in the 70s? <laughs> I know what it was a reference to. But that wasn't the pie that I was talking about. Talking about real cherry pie, okay? Uh, I could go for both those cherry pies. <laughs> Oh my god, there's a clip. There's a clip on my stream from back in like January. I was playing with my friend Ultraviolet and we were playing Among Us, okay? And we caught her killing somebody. And I was just like, well, do you want a last meal? <laughs> like, are you gonna, just gonna vote for yourself? Because we all know it was you. She said, <laughs> she goes, I want hot wings and Hooter girls. <laughs> Hot wings and Hooter girls. And And not in that order. And Rock said, it's a last meal, not a last experience. (laughs) Hey, no, it is totally a last experience as well. Have you actually, Teef, since you you brought it up, have you heard from Ultra? Where where is she? I think Ro- Rox and I actually talked about the other, that the other day. We're like, we haven't heard from her or seen her in a long time. Last time I talked to her, she came up here to visit. And um, the time before that, we had, like, it was two weeks before that we had gotten some burritos together. Oh, there's a place uh, in Michigan called the Burrito Bar. Oh, my God. Sorry, go on. I was going to say, I think I actually clipped uh, Violet sneaking up on you. I think I clipped yeah, you I when remember, that happened. Now I remember you two were there because... Um, I tricked Charles, and I do feel bad about it to this day. I feel like I, I was a really good liar, and that makes me feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like what that game makes me do. <laughs> oh, my God. You're all the Among Us. What did you just post in the Discord? <laughs> That's Oh, uh... my God. That's from uh, Warren's Cherry Pie music video, I believe. Oh. Look, I like tart cherry pies. Cherry pie. I don't like it when they're so syrupy and, like, so much sugar in them. I like them to have some, like, kick to them. 
That's the best. My favorite, my favorite pie is uh, uh, strawberry rhubarb. Strawberry Mm. rhubarb with a nice scoop of vanilla ice cream. I have not had rhubarb. Absolute pleasure. So good! It's so good! Oh my god! It's so good! Mm-hmm. <laughs> Strawberry rhubarb, and it's it's the the pie I never find around here in like the bakeries and stuff like that. So I never get to have it. Um, every now and then, every now and then, in those same bakeries, there'll be like one strawberry rhubarb pie, like buried beneath the cherry and the strawberry and the apple, and it's like. Why? Why are you only making one, and why are you hiding it? <laughs> oh mm-hmm. God. I know. Probably because the person who was stalking it was like, "I'm gonna come back and get this. It's the best pie ever." <laughs> oh man, I would. I straight up would. I I remember my when I was first married. My um my mother in law back then she. She would make a strawberry rhubarb pie for every holiday. And that was like one of the upsides was that there was some good food. Some of it was really bad. But there was some good food there that I remember being like, oh, my God, I don't I have not had a strawberry rhubarb pie since. It's disappointing. Oh, but they're they're heavenly. Oh, yeah. No, I got my skin. Kimmy, are you guys typing? <laughs> well, I'm I'm responding to the chat that I have in Twitch, but I don't want to like overspeak on you guys, so that's why I'm just typing through, and I don't want to sit there every like two seconds. Oh yeah, yeah, and this and this. Oh yeah, and this and this, and this isn't this isn't a video game stream session, you know. So Maybe another it is. another <laughs> is, you don't have to do it as a pie, but so, uh, I used to know somebody that worked at Cracker Barrel and. Uh, the Cracker Barrel in Syracuse, New York, like the people that worked there came up with this thing or mm-hmm. knew about this thing. I don't know. But you take pumpkin butter, yeah, which I put a link to if you've never seen pumpkin butter because I had never seen it before. Oh, it's and you, good. You take Sorry, pumpkin butter and uh, Cool Whip and you mix it together. So it's like this fluffy like pumpkin mixture kind of thing. And then you can you dip um, pretzels in it. But another thing you can do with it is to get a pie crust that's like the no-bake pie crust and fill the pie crust with this Cool Whip pumpkin butter and then uh. make like a pretzel lattice over the top of it and it makes a damn good no-bake pie. Uh, I just want pie now. <laughs> I ran out of pie from Thanksgiving, I mean, I had... Uh, I had pumpkin pie, and then I had caramel apple crumble pie. I am going to be real. I cooked. I made pie. I got one piece of pie. Mara had zero pieces of pie. Guess where the rest of the pie pie went? (laughs) B-Man ate the whole pie. I I want is pie. So maybe enough today I'm going to go to the store and get the stuff I need to make another pie. I, I can't even hate on that because I am that guy that uh, will just take a fork and just sit down and eat a whole fucking pie. 
Yeah, you're a bastard. I would not let you guys near my pies. Well, Tief, you, obviously, Whoa. because you're not the one eating a whole pie. I Charles am. over here just eating straight out of the pan, you fucking barbarian. In a in a group setting, I won't do that. Like, for us at, thanks, at Thanksgiving, I was civilized. I cut out equal slices. I had one slice at a time so everybody could get the same amount of pie. But if it's just me, oh, yeah. Just grabbing a fucking fork and going ham on it. And I'm going to start rating the fucking Charles. middle, too, just to spite you. Charles, you know what? Charles, you and I were sitting here going, you know, just just a couple weeks ago, sitting going, ah, oh, you know what? Yeah, I know. You're my best friend. You, you know what? I was just saying that you were my best friend. And we were sitting here bonding like best friends. How, how can I trust you to not sit there and dig a fork straight into the pie, man? <laughs> Right into that pie. He's like, this is my fucking pie. I don't have to Rate. cut this bitch. <laughs> you gotta start right in the middle, too. <laughs> Boom, right in I there. bet you would. I do. <laughs> <laughs> but only if it's just pie. me. Like, in 2020, <laughs> I was quarantined and, div- and divorced. So I had nobody for the holidays whatsoever. I just ate a fucking pie by myself because nobody could be around me anyway. See, that's great. But, you know, even even when I had pies to myself, I still, still at least started at the edge. Well, you fancy lad motherfucker. I don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you motherfucker, man. I just take a spoon and go right to the middle. Well, bam! Nah. Although I do know people who do that with, like, leftover cake. They'll, like, just put, like, a sheet cake in their, like, fridge or, like, whatever's left of the cake and then they just like slowly eat around the whole cake and yeah, i, I like, want to do that but, but, but what if i want a piece now i have to cut your eating pieces off of my pieces and then they're like well i don't have any germs you might okay you everybody might. has germs everybody has germs People get so offended when you're like i don't want to eat off the pieces that you ate off of okay like i just don't Oh, will you think I'm dirty? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. With your uh, own germs. <laughs> yeah. Like, I have mine, you have yours. Let's not uh, mingle. Yeah, it's just weird. I get, I've known so many people in my life like that that get mad. Oh, here, you can drink after me. And it's like, I don't want to drink after you. Those same people, if you looked at them, was like, hey. You want to make out the bill? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? It's like, you expect me to drink after you? It's the same fucking thing. Yeah, except for not fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just so, something I'm doing. So during my whole, during during the whole marriage that I was in before, you know, she was, her and the two kids were the only ones I ever shared drinks with. I ever shared like any utensils with and everything like that. And then, uh, after a while, it was just her because I saw the things that my kids were coming home with, how, like, sick they'd get, like, how often they would get sick and stuff. So it was just, like, the wife at the time. And then after everything, like, after the divorce and everything, my son is the only one I share drinks with. My daughter, I will share drinks with, but she's the one that takes drinks first, and then I will take drinks afterward. So when she's done with it, I'll take over on it. And then, like, my son, um, we don't share drinks too often because he always wants drinks that I don't want. <laughs> <laughs> Kids can but be they're like the only that. ones I share drinks with. I, you, I have to be really close with you in order for me to even 
care to like even have the thought cross my mind. And, and even then, like if I share a drink with somebody, it's it's like if I share a drink with Shane, it's got to be one that has a straw. Yeah, like I don't. I, like I, don't I can't yeah. do that shit. I can't share a, a bottled drink with somebody. But see, when when you're in a relationship with somebody, and if you're already, you know, your mouth is already somewhere else, that's like whatever, you know. <laughs> Hey, if you're willing to put tongue to taint, you know, may as well drink after each other. Right. Well, I was trying to avoid the words, but, you, you know, yeah. Yeah. I like it, though. That should be the title of our fucking episode. <laughs> episode three, tongue taint. <laughs> well, it would bring a lot of people in questioning. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of viewership. What the fuck? I just, no, I, it should be food and then, you know, semicolon, tongue to taint, question mark. <laughs> perfect. It's if perfect. you had a last meal, would you have food or taint? <laughs> <laughs> That's the question everybody wants to know. The, the question is going to come down to who's taint? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's like in Pineapple Express when he's like, oh, great or movie. you could come back as a, you could come back as an eagle man, or you could come back as someone's anal bead. He's like, what do you want? He's like, well, depending on who's anal bead. <laughs> it's like mine. Oh, the eagle man. <laughs> I don't know if it was like Kim Kardashian. <laughs> God, that is a good movie. Okay, funny story. I knew this guy. Let's just say he was going away, and he knew he was going away. And so he came over to my house. That's how naive I am. I was like, oh, well, you know, come over to my house. And I've never seen Pineapple Express. We can watch that. Obviously, he thought that he, he was coming over to hook up with me. I had no fucking idea. Ten years later, still had no fucking idea. And I couldn't figure out why he was irritated that night because we watched Pineapple Express like five times in a row on repeat. And I showed him all my action <laughs> figures, dude. <laughs> Grown ass woman, I am such a nerd. I had a huge action figure okay. collection. So <laughs> So half like, of yeah, that, Sailor Moon, cool. Yep, yep. That's the Joker. Well, yep. <laughs> no, gonna... so see, half of that I can see because as a guy that has, collects action figures and comic books and all that, if I am showing you my personal stash of action figures and comic books and stuff like that, you kind of made it in the doorway. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I thought. I was like, so, come over, watch a movie, and I can show you my action figures. I really fucking meant that. <laughs> he thought he was coming over. Right. No, I, he's like, I've never heard any. I've never heard anybody call it action figures before, but sure, yeah. And that was my first experience with Pineapple Express. I was like, <laughs> right, I guess we'll just keep watching this movie. I don't know why you're still here. Five a.m. That was uh, my experience. Well, because he's with, like, with, like the uh, third time's the charm. The fourth time's the charm. The fifth time, the fifth time's definitely gotta be the charm. That happened to me with Napoleon Dynamite. 
got invited over to watch Napoleon Dynamite. I'm like, this movie fucking sucks. She's like, you want to watch it again? I'm like, well, I'm here. So we watch it again. You want to watch it again? I'm like, yeah, I guess so. And then after like the fifth time, I'm like, well, I'm just going to fucking go. This is not what I thought was going to happen to have a marathon of fucking dynamite here. You're like, yeah, I thought you were Napoleon, my dynamite. (laughs) My dad loves Napoleon Dynamite. He thought it was so cool. Napoleon Dynamite. And you tell somebody that, you tell your friends that sort of like, hey, what happened this weekend? Man, I fucking ended up watching Napoleon Dynamite five times. Oh, didn't kept missing parts of the movie, huh? 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 Nudge, nudge. No, we just sat there and watched Napoleon Dynamite five fucking times in a row. Man, what is it with you guys and watching these movies five? It takes five times for somebody to sit there and get to him and be like, I'm done. I'm gone. (laughs) Five fucking times, man. Like, I don't want to. Second time, second time falling asleep, I'm out. I got to either leave or I'm going to, like, I've always been the the kind of person that you have to hit me upside the, (laughs) the, the head with what you want for me to be like, oh, you're actually interested. Yeah, I just was like, I thought you liked my fucking action figures, dude. Like, well, okay. If you were going away to jail the next day, don't you think you'd want to play with my action figures? <laughs> <laughs> I'll play with your action figures. <laughs> and I'm sure that's so, what he thought. Don't <laughs> so, your tires. <laughs> so I can't, Charles, to... To your point, to your point, Charles, I can't say a whole lot either because I need to get smacked over my head whenever I know it to or whenever it's happening to me um, or even when I'm doing it. Apparently, I don't know when I'm flirting, but um, eh, I've been accused of the same thing, too. So I, I think I, I think I've told both you guys this story and I'm going to tell this story real quick. I'm going to try and make it as quick as possible. I won't try and bore you guys. Um, Stop it. Us. So Please. I went to. I went to, uh, this was when we were still shopping Hobby Lobby. We went to Hobby Lobby and um, we went shopping for our, the tarot wraps to, you know, wrap our tarot cards in. So that's what we were going there for. Me, my daughter, my son. We went, got the fabrics. We got the cuts that we wanted. Um, we got the different fabrics we wanted. We went up to the register after we looked around a bit, went up to the register, really, really attractive, uh, female working at the register. I assume female. That's not okay. They were working at the register though. And you could see, uh, tattoos up on their forearm and going up onto their further onto their arm. She had, they had some tattoos on their neck and uh, one peeking on the chest and, me, as they're wringing out the fabric, look down and I see the tattoo on the forearm. And it's like this watercolor safari elephant sort of like deal going on the forearm. And I was like, I, I really like that tattoo. And you could see it was going up further. So I asked if I could see more of it. They're like, yeah. So I pulled their sleeve up a little bit and they're showing me. And I'm getting my wallet out, getting ready to pay. And I'm paying while she show, they're showing me the wrestler's tattoo on their arm. And as I'm pulling the card out and I'm putting it back in my wallet and she looks me, they look me directly in my eye, directly in my eye. And they go, yeah, I got them all over. And she smiles at me. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm looking her directly. And I'm like, cool. Me too. 
And I'm like, all right, well, I'll see you later. And I grab my grab our stuff and walk <laughs> right out the door. I'm just like, and I don't think about it until like a week later when obviously I'm never going to find him again. But I'm just there going, oh, dang it. Who, who says something like that without having a sort of intention is supposed to, you know, oh, I have them all over. It's like, yeah. I, I, I was working at Macy's as a loss prevention. And there was this uh, Middle Eastern lady. She was, she would always just like kind of like, I knew she was flirting with other people. Like I can see it when you're doing it to somebody else. When you do it to me, you're not flirting. And, uh, you know, she was kind of flirty, but that's just kind of how she was. And I'd walk to the store every once in a while, we'd stop and talk and she was just nice. She was a college student playing soccer and stuff like that. And then uh, she was like, Oh, so what do you guys do in there all day? I was like, well, it's mo- mainly just me and like, you know, watching the cameras, calling stuff out. And then we, and somebody's stealing, we go and stop. And she's like, Oh, so it's just you in there. I was like, yeah, for the most part, she's like, Oh, can I see the cameras sometime? I was like, she works in the store. She knows exactly what the fucking store looks like. And I'm like, Oh, we're not allowed to have anybody in there. And I just walked off <laughs> and she's like, really? <laughs> I'm like, what? She's like, never mind, never mind. And I'm yeah, like, see, Charles, I, you and I get we'll, we get along well. <laughs> I told my coworker, and he's like, I'm pretty sure she didn't want to see the cameras. <laughs> and she didn't want to see that camera. I was like, huh? It's okay. It just means you have a pure heart, pure mind. No, it's not a pure heart or pure <laughs> mind. It's just it's ignorance. <laughs> I can see that. I think for me, it comes from. A childhood of being told you're ugly and worthless. So when somebody actually does show you attention, you're like, couldn't possibly be about that or couldn't yeah. possibly be directed at me. Like, I can see somebody like waving and I'll just keep walking. They're like, I waved to you. And it's like, oh, I thought you were waving at somebody else. Yeah. Like, nobody's going to be waving at me. Well, so, I mean, you, you spend, you spend, there's a chunk of time that you spend with actually getting attention, you know, and whether it be high school or something else like that. And you get it from a specific person and you enjoy that and you know, it's coming to you from that person. And so you like it, but like when it comes to anybody else, especially if that person is gone now, um, you don't think you're going to get any attention from anybody else and you're not aiming to get attention from anybody else. And you don't expect it from anybody else. So when you see that attention actually happening, it doesn't occur to you that it's happening to you. Right. You're obviously thinking, ah, that they say that to all the boys sort of deal, you know? I I don't know. And, and yeah, you know, when you spend so much time, because I'm in the same basket where, it's like, I don't spend a lot of time. I didn't spend a lot of time um, getting a lot of compliments through a good chunk of my life. And I didn't yeah. get a lot of time um, getting positive reinforcement by anybody whatsoever, particularly females. So when it comes to getting any sort of attention like that now, 39 years old, it's like, it it's not happening. It's not happening. And then you look back at it, you know, the hindsight that, you know, everybody says is 2020. And it's like, I was getting it then. What the fuck was I doing? (laughs) Where was my head? I even remember in high school, she was a like newer student. So we were 
sitting like cat a corner, kid a corner diagonally from each other. And there were parts of it that I got. There were parts of it that she got. So we'd be like, Hey, what'd you get on four? Oh fuck. I got a completely different thing. You know, shit like that. And then, uh, but she was very like Gothic kind of for our school. And she had like handcuffs on her purse and shit like that. And I was like, she's so hot. She's got handcuffs on her purse. Man. She dresses Gothic. I thought it was the coolest thing. And she's like, Hey, do you want to come over? I was like, what to like study? And she's like, no, <laughs> but I was just like, I couldn't, didn't, would not put two and two together. I was like, well, I got to go home and study. And she's like, well, you can come study with me. And I was like, well, no, like you live on the other side of town, but it'll just be, I'll just give you a call and we can do it over the phone. Like, no big deal. Right. I can go home. And my mom's like, you could have went, man. Like, <laughs> It would have been fine. I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, that was like, she's like, are you serious? It's like, I, I don't want to go across town to study when we could just do it over the phone. Like, that's, that's not what we were doing. <laughs> you know, just, I've I, never I, had a clue. I know my subject well enough. I don't need you. That's, it's, it's pretty bad when that happens, but I should, I should say we should also mention it's, it's also bad when they think you're speaking in code. Yeah. And like like you like go over to their house to like play with their dog or take their dog for a walk or whatever and they have intentions, right? And you're yeah. like what is going on? And they it leaves me feeling like so shitty, but I'm like, "Oh my god, did I do something?" No, they just didn't get the hint that I didn't have a hint. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's so what it is. I I think that's kind of probably me and Charles fault or problem too, is like when it comes to talking in code, it's like, you don't assume that we, you know, when we're trying to make sure people are like feeling safe and welcome and everything like that, we don't want people to, we don't want to assume that people are speaking in code because that would be incorrect. Mm -hmm. That's the wrong thing to assume in that sort of situation or that sort of relationship and of any type. So I think that's part of like our our problem too when it comes to that. Yeah, yeah. So I was I always say like say what you mean and mean what you say because if you can try to be as direct as possible, it kind of negates the lost in translation factor a little bit. Yeah, but it can also absolutely. come off as a like abrasive when you're just like you you're like eh, things are going okay, so maybe. But you're just like hey, full stop, like. What do you want to, what do you see happening tonight? Like, what are you, what are you comfortable with? What are you wanting to do? And they'll be like, why'd you put a whole stop to everything to ask like everybody's intentions and get the full like picture. So there's no, so it's all clear and there's no ambiguity. So it's like, so I think that's actually, uh, actually, um, found as a turn on these days now, like now in the days in the modern days now is like, because I know that I, when I had an attraction like happening and I asked if they'd want to make out it's or kiss was the, what I asked. It's like, they're like, yeah, no, you know, nobody's asked if I, if I wanted a kiss, they just assumed went in and did the whole lean in and everything and it's like that's that wasn't attractive. Yeah. But they're like, but when you ask, you're putting that intention out there and you're like 
just making everything clear and just out there. Yeah, I usually get the opposite. It becomes where it's more like, attractive. The, I've been told, like, why did you ask? You should have just went for it. And it's like, but then if I just go for it and I'm wrong, like, right? Then, I, I don't want to be that person. Like, and and it's and then there's like damage to your ego and damage to their view on you. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't like kissing that much. <laughs> that was my two cents on that. If you ask, it's probably going to be no. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't mind it, I guess. It's like, for me, I don't like excessive kissing. A little yeah. making out is okay, but, like, my lips are starting to hurt. And I'm pretty sure you bit me pretty fucking hard once or twice, and I'm just over this. I'm not an excessive kisser. <laughs> I'm yeah, you have like an eight, kisser. You have like a five to eight minute clock, and then it's it's all right. Let's uh, we got to do something else now. Five to eight so, minutes. That's too long for me. Talking maybe two minutes tops. So that <laughs> I've been catching like videos like that on YouTube and stuff like that. We are way off topic of food, but um. So I was <laughs> catching videos of that like. <laughs> of, I was Look catching videos food, of that right? kind of stuff. So like, there were people asking like females like what their preference as to how long they want to go in bed like be in bed during mm-hmm. the action stuff and oh, i was gonna say nine hours there, but if we're talking some of them were sense. sitting there saying like 20 25 minutes and they're like and that yes. includes foreplay and, and they're like yeah it includes foreplay too and it's like and then they're like those those off-put girls where they're like three to four hours all night and it's like jesus christ man are you looking for rug burn because <laughs> that's how you get it oh my god right, we're, no. we're that's need... how you that's how you get irritated crotches man you need a bucket of ky you need two ivs you need three iv bags jesus so man but you know 20 minutes followed by a nine-hour nap. That's that's perfect. No. Jesus, nine-hour no, no, no. nap. <laughs> 20, 20 minutes, a joint, some anime, and some Chinese food. That is perfect. I want, See, them, I want to be by myself afterwards. I want to zone out, eat my food, and be high. <laughs> so I'm I'm all about like the whole the whole twenty minutes and then going off and gaming because that's what we yes. used to do during the marriage is like we that's what we'd do it mm-hmm. and then I'd go off and have my video game time and she'd go to sleep. She, she was the one that passed out immediately after I went out and played video games for the next two to three hours. But 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 have you ever consistently for even a short period of time had? After sex, food. It's I like usually, it, no, it's a, I, I don't have an appetite. <laughs> <laughs> Look, what if you got home and you had some Taco Bell or some real good Mexican food, and you're like, "Oh, I'm kind of in the mood," and then you see, so, so you like, you you fuck. And then he afterwards, you have it. 
that really good food. And it's like, oh my God, I feel so good right now. And this food See, tastes so good. It's an experience. <laughs> it doesn't do anything for me. doesn't do anything for me. I want to... I want to have my cigarette, and then I want to go and play oh, my video games, and I'm like, good. That's it. I cannot I feel... I love cigarettes. Oh, I have to say cigarettes. I, I cannot <laughs> feel uh, attractive to the other person and vice versa unless I am clean first. So it's kind of like I have to, if I'm in the mood, I have to go shower, get everything like where I feel comfortable, then do the deed then do whatever the fuck we're going to do. Like, I just, it has to be almost ritualized for me. So I I can't, So I can't go rake the food afterward or before. Like, do you, do you shower before and after sex? Uh, usually before. No, Shay. Just, just before? (laughs) Yeah. Just before? Okay. Cause see, I've heard of people having the whole ritual of, uh, showers before and after sex for me it's usually like shower sex it'll be late at night too so shower sex bed wake up in the morning shower and the linens get done so everything's clean before everything clean gets cleaned after everybody's see i i don't mind linens not being cleaned but like the shower I get, but the shower would usually come after if I really felt like that. Well, for me, I can't feel like let go in the moment because I'm constantly feeling like, oh, does this part smell? Does that part smell? Did I, you know, because I'm a naturally sweaty person already. And then it's like you worked all day. Like I, I can't get comfortable unless I am right out of the shower. So, I I like being clean, especially depending on what's going to happen. But it's not a necessity. I mean... That, well, depending. If I worked an eight-hour day before, then, yeah, I'm going to shower before anything happens, man. I've yeah. hooked up in some pretty weird places before. I have to say it's pretty fucking dirty. So, I can't. I can't say that, but I understand wanting to. Generally, I do want to, but it's like, you know, just one of those weird things. You're out in the middle of a fucking field, or oh my god, don't ever have sex on a beach. Oh my oh, god, no. it is Whoa, not of course good. not. It no, it's so bad. It's so bad. Oh, the <laughs> only time, the only time beach sex works is in romance movies. All right, that's the it's only so time. Bad. That's the only time because it's unrealistic. Oh my god, there's so much sand in all the places that you're rubbing, and I just want you to stop. I want to go get in the water and wipe it all off. (laughs) So, a place to have sex if you have not had sex there, I mean, is uh, on on a golf green on on the green on a golf course. Mm, Grass. That grass. That grass grass is. I'm allergic so to the uh, grass on a golf course. So no for you, Charles. That depends, that depends on that depends on where you're like golfing actually, because depending on where you are, they're going to have a different type of grass because of the different uh, temperatures and humidities <laughs> and stuff. 
Like here, whatever in they Indiana, use in Oregon, uh, whatever say, they here use in Indiana, it. we have uh, a certain type of bluegrass that isn't used down south. That probably isn't used out west either. Maybe it was that Kentucky blue. I don't know. Maybe. Mm. But I mean, I Look. my. My eyes were running, my nose was running, my throat was closing up, and my eyes. You might just have hay fever, buddy. It was bad. Is that is that like? Oh wait, you weren't having sex. You were just on the lawn. Okay, never mind. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, that was having. Why you having sex? No, no, no. I was like, I was like thirteen years. I was like thirteen years old being a caddy. Not on me. Okay, trying okay. to caddy for my mom and like I just, everything's pulled shut and they had to like rush me to the like clubhouse and everything. That's <laughs> yeah, that sucks, man. That sucks. I've oh, never been allergic God. to anything in my life either. It's weird. There's just that one type of grass. Well, now you know. You hate grass. Well, it's just <laughs> that one type of grass. I've been in so many different grasses. Grass hates you. Oh, oh my god, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Isaiah, you're allergic to grass too, aren't you? I have hay fever. Yeah. Oh my god. So you guys both hate grass. <laughs> well, like I said though, it's it's only that one type of grass because I've been in the middle of the woods in uh in Georgia, middle of the woods in Fort Drum, middle of the woods in uh down by West Point. I've been in the grasslands overseas, no issues. Mm. Just that so, one type of grass. I don't know why. It's crazy. It's not. It's not grass specifically that I'm allergic to. It's the pollen. It's the seed heads that come off of it when you mow it. It's the you know. It's when it, the it's grass pollen. gets nasty. It's whenever <laughs> yeah. Whenever the plants are trying to uh, have sex with each other, that's what I'm allergic to. I'm allergic to their semen. He's allergic to. Sexy grass. Allergic to the semen. <laughs> the <laughs> seed The seed <laughs> Oh, that was a well-placed pun. I like it. <laughs> All right. I do want to try to, like, somehow spin this back on topic, but it's failing me right now. So, I don't know. Do you guys want to keep talking about this? Or you want to talk about food? I'm hungry. I'm always ready for food. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, I need to be right back. Uh, can you give me, like, two minutes? Absolutely. Thanks. While we're waiting for uh, Marley, there's a post for you. I'll put it in the, the Discord. I'm going to try to find that same one not there, though, because it's tied to Facebook. So let me see if I can save the image. Yeah. I'll delete that and post it. Excuse me. There he is. I don't see anything. Yeah, I'm posting it right now. In the information channel. Bro, 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 bro. Uh, For those of you that are listening only, uh, it is the oatmeal, uh, one of his comic strips. It's two trees in the background, and he's like, Look, Cindy, I love making his move that man to tears. Let us never stop. And there's a dude that's like completely allergied out, sneezing and dying in the middle of the front. <laughs> yeah. It's tree jizz season. 
Luckily, right now, everything is dying. Or going dormant, so we don't need to worry about that so much. Yeah, I, I got, I've knocked on wood. I've gotten pretty lucky this year. I've only been sick a couple of times. I've gotten really lucky this year. I think, I think this is the only time I've actually really, really been sick. And I'm not sick anymore. I'm just like, I got the tail end symptoms and stuff like that. I've got like the drainage and crap like that down the right. back of my throat. And my nose is a little stuffy. But like I had a fever, like Thanksgiving night was really bad. Like, and throughout that Friday and into that Friday night was really bad where I was like sweating balls, like for hours at a time. But then, like, I woke up Saturday morning and I was like, "I'm not, I'm not feeling so bad anymore." <laughs> <clears throat> so, very happy about that. So, I'm glad you're starting I, to I, feel better, man. I think you saw my post on Twitter. You actually commented on it, where what? this is going to bring us back around to food. Where I mentioned how instead of hot sauce, I'm going to actually start go go through the international oh, section. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to look at like the different uh, Korean spices, and there's like, um, there's some, there's actually some. We have some Indian spices and stuff like that in throughout there. And I'm going to like go down that aisle and look at that spicy stuff instead, because that's probably going to get a lot more kick and like reaction out of me as opposed to American-made hot sauces and stuff like that. Right. You know, you everybody knows. Everybody knows what it's like when you're like sitting there, non on curry paste. Nom 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 nom. So I found some weird foods. Want to see if you guys would be interested in these? Uh, there's a coconut tree grub no. in Iquitos, Peru. They skewer like three or four of these uh, maggots, giant maggots. And then roast them over coals and eat them. Uh, then there's also the hakaro in Iceland. It you think is... they pop sometimes over the fire? Oh, no, they definitely do. It shows it. Um, <laughs> but there's a shark in Greenland. The meat itself is poisonous whenever it's fresh. So in order to eat it in Iceland, they have to let it spoil in the ground for months. Then they leave it out in the elements for a few more, so it dries out. It is revolting to eat. Most people gag. That's what separates the men from the boys, they say. Uh, it is ultimately sweet, nutty, and faintly fishy, almost like ammoniated wax. How does that, that sound for some seafood? So it makes me think of, do you, I used to watch <laughs> Bear Grylls. I don't know if you guys watch Bear Grylls, like Bear yeah, or Man versus Nature or whatever. His Bear Grylls, like his whole thing, ended up being fake. So, right. Um, but like he, they, there was a clip where he pulled like an eyeball out of a goat, and he like ate the eyeball oh, yeah. it in his mouth. You guys would eat a? Would you guys eat an eyeball? From throw money. in your mouth like a like a grape. I draw like the line. Factor? I draw the line at like intestines, yep. blood testicles, eyeballs, hearts, and lungs, and livers. You won't, like, you won't, won't eat, eat testicles? The no. Great Mountain Rockies? Rocky Mountain Oysters? Rocky Mountain Oysters? Hell no. Pop a good old nut in your mouth? 
I think they probably would just taste like jizz, and I can handle jizz. It's fine. Jizz <laughs> in I was going to say, they're, they're, co- they're boiled out, so I don't think they're going to have any jizz in them. But they're going to taste like jizz. Because that's where it comes from, okay? <laughs> that, just imagine, that taste like, gallons. <laughs> gallons of jizz. Somewhere, okay? You have to. What do you think is going to taste like liver? <laughs> no. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. Can't. I can't do it. Ugh. Although they do eat. They do eat testicles in places around the world. And I could do it yeah, for money. Do. I'm not doing that for money. I'll do it for money. I'll fucking do it. I'll wear it. I'll... I'll fucking wear a maid outfit and say ooh woo and bat my eyelashes <laughs> and do all my makeup, all that stuff, but for money. But that's good. Teeth wants a maid. I I do a lot of things for money, but I won't eat balls. Look, I try they each for their money. own. I just I, no thank you. If if somebody put a plate of like different foods in front of me and said. I'll give you so much money every time you take a bite and try something. I'd be like, okay, let's do this. And I'd try it. Yeah. How much money? But it's for money. It's for money. What's your limit? Like, okay, realistically, like Charles. Well, I'm not doing it for, not doing it for $5 a bite. (laughs) Charles, like $1,000 a bite. If somebody said, if you eat this plate of testicles, Nope. I will give you. <laughs> Don't even have to finish that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> no, $2 billion. Billion. $2 billion. <laughs> I would say, tell you what, you give me $2 billion and I'll give you $2 billion and $1 to not have to fucking eat it. $2 billion and $1? <laughs> You give me that $2 billion, and I'll raise you $1. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll pay you $1 for you to eat it. Go ahead. Save your money. <laughs> I'm good. Wow. There's a hard line. Okay. <laughs> that is a hard limit. I do not want to eat. There's just certain things I won't eat. Like undercooked eggplant. It doesn't matter how much you pay me. I can't fucking get over the consistency. Oh, it's too slimy. You know what's really, really good since you brought up eggplant? Um, it's like, butter, do you butter want nut cold squash. Jizz? Like, no, I don't want cold jizz. Um, butter, butternut squash <laughs> baked with brown sugar. That is delicious. Okay, that was gross. But, yes. I love eggplant and I love butternut squash. I'm glad you like butternut squash. I don't know very many people who like roasted squash. Like I yes. Roast it. Um, but it depends on how you like it. I'm like a salty person. I put salt on mine. But... I like brown sugar on mine. That's what I was saying is brown sugar. Yeah, I know. A lot of people like the brown sugar. It's just so squash. But, I can't get over it. It's so good. But to, to be fair, I didn't try it the other way. So I would try that. No, it's just don't. squash. <laughs> I, I also put salt on my pancakes. Okay. So Look, it's weird. But I, they're sweet cakes, right? The cakes themselves are sweet. And so I had salt. Gotta put some salt it. on your sweet cakes. I get it. So, <laughs> exactly. 
I will dust your sweet cakes with salt. All right. But look, <laughs> this is this is the thing, though. All right. I don't I don't make judgments on that kind of situation because like the last relationship I was in, she used to like take her pizza, her pieces of pizza, and she would put salt on her pizza. And I'm sitting there going, do you do you really need to do that? Like, I'm sure that's I'm sure if I'm you want sure salt that on pizza your pizza, plenty of salt content. Get ham so, or bacon on it. There's your salt. So, so she 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 ate it. She liked it. So That's one day I finally I finally got the I I got my own pizza. This was after we broke up. And I was like why not? So I salted my pizza and I like tried it and I was like that's actually that's actually good. I was like it, it's it's just a simple it's just simple salt on a pizza. But it tasted good. And I was like I don't know why anybody would want to like have the desire to put salt on their pizza because the amount of salt content that goes into pizza in the first place. But yes, but it's it good. Works. Yeah, it turned out. It's like putting a little bit of salt in your chocolate milk or something like yep. that. It just it doesn't have to be a lot. But I put butter and then I just sprinkle a little salt on my pancakes and it's so good. It's not I think irreplaceable to like maple syrup for a lot of people but it's a different way to have your pancakes you know that's why i like um hawaiian style pizza because the salt from the ham and the sweetness from the pineapple it's just good good so yeah that's and that's why i don't actually get after about like i don't sit there and do what other people do and be like ew pineapple because there's always a reason as to like what the like flavor like Mm -hmm. contrast is yeah, yeah. It depends on what pineapple's paired with, you know. I mean, but I mean, it goes with a lot pineapple. of things. Pineapple is delicious. <laughs> it helps in a lot of ways. Um, oh man, it's so good too, and it's like prickly, and it gives my tongue tingles. I love that. Oh, kiwi! Kiwi used to do that too. Yes, Mango! Oh my god, kiwi! Oh, Mango okay. too. So. Like, oh yeah! Did you cut your kiwi in half and like just eat it out of the? Oh no, skin? I skin. I like to skin it and then cut it into little uh, circles, like a banana. Oh, that's slices. Cool. I I know a lot of people who do that too, and it's so good. Like, I love I love kiwi. It, just, good it looks kiwi. it looks aesthetically pleasing to me for it to be sliced up. Yeah, that makes sliced. sense. Um, my my mom. Uh, my mom growing up used to slice it up like you were talking about. Makes it easier for a kid to pick up and eat too. Mm-hmm. But whenever I got older and I got kiwi and I was like, yeah, I want a kiwi, I'd sit there and just like cut it in half like Teeth is talking about and just eat it out of like basically the shell. You'd have like half of a kiwi skin in your hand. Yeah, I've know. seen people like they cut it in half and they use a flat knife non serrated. And just put the tip of the knife in between the skin and the the meat of the kiwi and just make a small little, like, circle. That way you can grab onto the bottom of the skin and just squeeze it and, like, the whole kiwi pops out of the top. Wow, that's so cool. I'll have to try that for sure. I'm not talented well, I, enough to get that to work, I'm sure. It, the kiwi has such an odd skin. Like, it's so yeah. easy to peel off of it. it it's like uh, testicle skin. Sure. Yeah, you won't eat a testicle sure. for two a, billion dollars. I'll eat the fuck out of a kiwi though. 
No dollars. No, no dollars. dollars. You are deficit dollars right now. <laughs> I will, for $2 billion, I will eat mangoes until I fucking die or vomit them up. Just, I like just mangoes. Cram but mangoes a little, down my throat. A little mango goes a long way. Sometimes it can be overpowering if you're trying to pair it with something, you know? Well, if you're trying to pair it, but like, if you like a dry a bag of dried mangoes, <gasps> it doesn't matter how no matter how big that bag is, it's gone in one sitting. It's not going to last in my house. <sighs> dried mangoes are different. Dried fruit. Oh my god, I have gone through so much dried fruit because it's so good. I go through. A, we can't keep fruit in the house. Like I'll go get fruit and it's gone in like a day. I'll be like, oh my god, about fifty dollars worth of fruit. So, like, I I get absolutely addicted to dried pineapple. Like, oh, yeah. So much. And it goes so Mm. well with, like, what we talked about. It goes so well with so many different things. Like, in a trail mix, dried pineapple is so good. Shane wanted a bigger uh, air fryer because mine is just an air fryer and it's a small one. Um, So, I got one of the big, they have one on Black Friday. Uh, It's a big, like, I want to say, like, 20. Uh, 20 quart like air fryer, but it has like all the different settings. So it has dehydration mode on it. And I'm like, that's going to get me in trouble dehydrating fruit and making jerky and all kinds of stuff. I'm going to go broke with that thing. That's okay. You die happy. <laughs> <laughs> I think I want to, I think I want to invest in a blender because I want to start making like fruit smoothies at home. The thing with yes. like, I love making smoothies, but for me, it's so time consuming that I have to do, and I got to get back into it because it is good for you to do. Um, but I buy like the, um, the frozen strawberry and banana combo from Walmart. It's all like chopped up and just frozen. So you can grab that, just break a, like dump some of it into your blender with some chia seeds, chia seeds. I think that's what it is. Chia seeds and like um, a little bit of like your favorite protein powder and some milk and quick and easy in the morning. But trying to like you know actually have... chop up the fruit fresh and everything, it takes so much time. I just, I can't fucking do it. You know, they have powdered peanut butter in the, the breakfast aisle. I did not. I would work great in the, that in the last two weeks. Yeah. Oh. I took it and I shook it around. I was like, oh my God, this is actually powdered. And you can put it in your smoothies? Yeah. I mean, that's what it's there for. It's like you can use it in the different forms like that. You can mix it up. It's a lot more like dissolvable as opposed to, you know, throwing a spoonful of like chunky peanut butter into your smoothie and stuff. Mmm, that is so good. I love peanut butter. I make some really good peanut butter cookies. Not going to lie. Pat myself on the back. I think about it sometimes. (laughs) Every time I try to make peanut butter cookies, they never get like all the way cooked. I can like they're they get too they're like too soft in the middle. So like when you go to pick them up, they just fall apart. They taste really good, but I can never get them to be like a full cookie. So are they too? They fall apart because they're too dry, or I don't understand. Like the middle is so moist that when you go to pick up the the outside is nice and like crumbly, crispy. yeah, and crispy. But when you go to pick it up, the whole middle just like falls apart. 
So something my my ex-wife used to make is uh, no-bakes, and they're like uh, peanut butter and chocolate with like a touch of like, was it uh, almond, the almond flavor, flavoring or vanilla essence of almond. Almond extract. (laughs) Extract. Yeah. And um, mixed in with like the the quick oats. Mm. And you, you mix it all together. It's all heated, obviously, so that it can all be stirred together really well. And you take it, put, make it into its shape. You put it on wax paper. You let it sit overnight, and it, it hardens up a bit. It's not like a brick or anything, but the flavor of those is fantastic because it's peanut butter, chocolate. It's got the almond, mm-hmm. and the the oats give it like more of a texture to it and everything like that. That's really, really good. Okay. Hmm. That sounds amazing. Uh, okay, Charles, I got to tell you this before I forget. Their cookie problem. The next time you bake peanut butter cookies, try setting it a little bit lower temperature for a little bit longer. I don't know okay. if anyone's ever told you to do that before, but when my cookies turn out that way, typically that's what I do. And it's like, so it I, has more of a chance to like cook before the outside does, right? I'll get, definitely words, give it a shot. Dry the shit out of your cookies. <laughs> Only on the outside, apparently. Yeah, because the outside gets really hot really fast and it cooks, but then the middle doesn't have a chance to catch up. So I'll, def- catch. I'll definitely give it a shot. I just, I fucking suck at baking. Like, even <laughs> like no bake drop cookies. I made oatmeal, no bake drop cookies, and they just ended up looking like dog vomit. They just spread out over the pan. I, no I, bake. I fucked those up too, man. Charles, Charles, I believe in you because I don't <laughs> like to cook and bake, but I can still cook and bake. All right. I can still make things taste good. And delicious, I can't cook but and bake, but I can, you can do it. it. You can do it. Start sending care packages. (laughs) But like, here's step-by-step instructions. Dude, I'm the kind of person that can fuck up a fucking Rice Krispie treat. How? I can find a way, bro. I have burned butter a few times. But it's been a long time since I've done that. So I guess you could burn the butter or the marshmallows. I've burned water making mac and cheese before. We we've all done, okay. So burning butter, anybody want any? All of us have burned butter. <laughs> yeah, burning water, Charles. We all have forgotten a pot once in a while where we were sitting there preparing it to even like boil up and everything. Every, every all of us have done that once in a while, man. It's okay. <laughs> Marley's like I've you, never burned. You know now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, I feel like that's really what I should just do. Start sending out care packages. Like, here you go. Step-by-step instructions. You'll be fine. I also almost set my last one of my apartments on fire because I left my uh, Instapot lid on the stove. And I wasn't feeling well, so I went to make tea. And I thought I turned the right one on. And I melted my Instapot lid to my stove. All right. Well, I can't. I can't make any excuse up for you there, man. <laughs> what? The fuck? And I'm just, I'm sitting there. I'm like, like, man, my That's tea's taking you. forever to boil. And I look over, there's just smoke billowing everywhere. I was like, oh, God. Okay, I do have to say one time, 
this I just came back to me. I, I made cookies. <laughs> I always make cookies, okay? I'm a cookie person. And then I took the pan and I took all the cookies off because that's what I do. I always take the cookies off so they can finish cooling on the um the counter because they keep cooking when they're on the tray. So you I did that, that. Charles. Yeah. <laughs> They'll keep cooking. <laughs> we have we have the little cookie we have the little cookie wire things. There's like it's a wire thing and you take it off the thing and you put it on that so it stops cooking. Yeah, I did know yeah, that part. Yeah. Keeps them, you know, soft. But um, <laughs> where was I even fucking going with that? Oh, you I, sorry, I, don't know. <laughs> I took the cookies off of that, the, my cookie sheet, right? And I forgot that I had finished cooking dinner and I didn't turn off the stove. So I stuck that cookie sheet there and I walked away for like two minutes. I came back. There's just like smoke coming out of my cookie sheet. <laughs> It was the worst. I handled it just fine. But, yeah, I'm there. I, I did that. I haven't done that in, like, a decade. But, yes, it did that, happen. That was back in 2020 for me. Oh, my gosh. I'm scared for you. <laughs> I need to be supervised in the kitchen. It's, a thing. it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm like Tim Allen. You have to have the fire extinguisher nearby when I cook a turkey. It's okay, you know. I didn't know how to cook for a really, really, really long time. And then one day I was just you know, like, I just need to do this and started working on it. I think, all right, so I want to start this off. You guys go after me here. I think the most, the, the oddest, don't be pucking your lips up at me, Teeth. I was, I was touching my thumb. Sorry. Okay. All I right. Like twi- twisting. I'm, I'm trying to peel the Band-Aid <laughs> off as you're talking. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Don't look at me. Um, you're looking, getting all snooty looking at me. Um, I thought she was eating, you know, Captain Crunch and yeah. in her face again. Oh, oh, it hurts so good on the roof of my oh. mouth. No, my thumb's just starting to hurt, and so I, I have to clean it, I know, so I'm, like, trying to peel the Band-Aid up. Anyways, no. go on. So, <laughs> um, back in high school, for, like, the high school girlfriend I had, the, the this is, like, the most, like, fabulous like meal i've ever prepared i made lamb chops for her like i baked it with like orange sauce and everything like that i went and i did all the steps i I fucking made lamb chops for the we went we packed it up we went out and we had a little picnic out next to to the beach like at a picnic table and stuff like that it was lamb chops i made fucking lamb chops it was like the biggest like dish like that you've made for anybody a big, biggest dish? Mm. Like that. Like, it doesn't need to be a whole spread spread or anything, but, like, the more complicated dish you've made. I did a pecan-crusted raw... How was it? Pecan-crusted salmon, baked salmon that had, um, like, brown sugar and um, cayenne and a few other things mixed in with it with sautéed mushrooms on the side. Um, I made my own sauce to sauté them into, which was really cool because I kind of had, like, I kind of have a thing with sauces. I like to make sauces. And then um, there was, like, these garlic, and I think I put chives in them that time, um, mashed potatoes that I put with it, and then these, like, carrots as well. 
I did, they were like um, honey and vinegar, but it wasn't really vinegar. I forgot what I cut them with. But anyways, I put that in, so it was like sharp. I was gonna say it was it was like vinegary and with a honey over the carrots. So I remember I did that. Plus, you know, I got the drinks and stuff like that. But I made all of that for this guy that I was dating once, just because I was trying to be nice. And uh, yeah, we didn't stay together. <laughs> so whatever, I did that. And then also, there was a time. I set up a Harry Potter birthday. It was like a tea party, but I made cake and it looked just like Harry Potter's birthday cake from uh, Hagrid. And I did tea and I like baked all of these goods and did kind of like a Harry Potter slash Alice in Wonderland thing out in this park for my sister when we were younger um, to kind of cheer her up because she was having a bad day. So. That was, that was pretty intense. I had to haul a lot of shit back <laughs> So that's mine. All right, your turn, Charles. Um, I used to do, I, when I was, um, when it was just me and Park, Parker, I'd get the simpler ones. And then uh, when I was trying to impress Shane a little bit, I got the more uh, intense, um, like, HelloFresh kits. So I ended up doing some that were, like, cedar planked salmon um and then i had to do like the olive oils olive oil with uh, oregano italian seasoning salt and pepper like wash and wash the potatoes so you could roast those um and then i've done recently i pulled a, a recipe out of my hind quarters and figured it out uh, but I salt brined pork chops and made um, like a, a scratch, like garlic butter noodle with steamed um, broccoli. Um. That one came out really good. The salt brining the pork chops was fucking next level. Oh, that does sound good. I like. It took pork. a while though. It's so bad, but I love pork. I really do. And I make this really good uh, pork tenderloin roast. And it's got layers of, like, um, like tomatoes and cheese. And then, like, this, this crispy, like, um, almost like a pastry. Like, light, fluffy, but it's, it's not sweet. And it's, like, a breading that goes around it. And, like, you bake it. Oh, my God. It's so good, but I don't want to eat pork. <laughs> What's wrong with so pork? Good. It's like a it's like a dirty meat, in my opinion, right? Like pigs eat things, they eat a lot of things, and you are what you eat, right? And it's like I don't want to eat a pig that's been eating bad shit. <laughs> well, I guess I won't go to you when I need somebody to taste human meat with me. Look, humans eat bad stuff. I It's not that I... I know! I, I, even if I didn't think that cannibalism was gross, I would think it was gross because humans eat disgusting food. I, I know. Technically, That's why I said I won't go to you. Technically, we force our cows and our chickens to commit cannibalism, and then we eat those cows and chickens. It's so aren't we, aren't we inso facto... Being cannibalistic? Yeah. It's gross. Okay. It's fucking gross. All right, so on the topic of cannibalism. Uh, well, 
on the so, topic of hold on. Okay, okay. No, okay. hold on. Hold on. So on top, uh, like going along those same lines, we're already being cannibalists because we have food products that sit there and say um, may contain bits of, you know, human and stuff like that. That's I've never seen that on a warning label, but now I'm going to I have never oh, either. You're going to have to look. You're going to have to look around. May contain bits of Carl. <laughs> okay, but seriously, on the, on, the, on the subject of cannibalism, do you think that drinking blood is cannibalism? Yeah. <laughs> that is a lot of silence. I said yeah. I said I'm, yeah. I'm trying to decide because technically cannibalism is eating, not and drinking. Blood is drinking. Is it ingesting and though? It is ingesting. You are still ingesting, but, but a human product. The blood of certain animals is so close to humans that you can all you can use it in parts to replenish human. So I don't know if blood is specific enough to the human genome to be cannibalism. No, no, human blood. Drinking human blood. I know, but that's a that's a weird weird one. Human blood does know. not come from pigs or anything, Charles. No, human blood I'm, comes from human. I'm saying Cannibal, human blood cannibal. is so close to other things. Cannibalism is, by definition, the practice of eating the flesh of one's own species. Yeah, see? So that wouldn't be cannibalism. No, so cannibalism would... But if you were drinking human blood, though, I think it still applies. I I I would still consider that cannibalism. To, however, I know, however, I know you just read the definition or anything, but to me, that is still cannibalism. However, there yes, is a thing. You... There, Sorry, is a, there is a thing called medical cannibalism, which is the consumption or use of the human body, dead or alive, to treat diseases. The medical grade and pharmacological use of human body parts and fluids arose from the belief that the human body is able to heal itself. It can also help heal another human body. So technically, depending on the application, the ingestion of uh, byproducts or direct drinking of human blood in certain circumstances could be considered medical cannibalism. But technically, it would be cannibalism. But it's not really cannibalism. It could also just be verbiage because... When you think about it, like, when a mom's nursing a baby, we say she's feeding the baby, not drinking. Right. Giving the baby something to drink, which technically it's drinking because it's milk, right? But it's not because it's, that's sustenance for them, right? So, But it's also it's a like, product of a human, right? Exactly. But my point is, though... Like, where's the line? I'm not saying they shouldn't breastfeed. That's not where I'm going with yeah. this. What I'm going is, is like... Cannibal babies. If we, if we say that we're feeding the baby when they're actually drinking, couldn't it be similar? Like, they're saying to feed off, but they really mean, like, consume, right? So, 
a question that was posed at work today, because we were talking about something completely different, but it kind of got back to it. If person A is a cannibal and person B is not a cannibal, but signs documentation saying that they are willfully allowing themselves to be killed by person A to support their cannibalistic diet, is person A guilty of murder? Person A is the one that signed away the life or the one receiving the body? The one receiving. Is the receiver guilty of murder if the person being killed consented to being killed for me? No, I think they're... Sorry, go ahead. And say they did the pay the they did paperwork and everything. They they gave the proper consent. It's yeah. not murder. No. No, I don't think it's murder, but I do think it's assisted suicide. I do. I think it could be ruled as an assisted suicide because that it person be. is saying I'm okay with dying, and you're helping them die, right? Even though sure. you're gonna eat. Them. And to be clear, just to to put it out there, the conversation we were having was would people pay to watch a group of people consenting to enter a tournament to the death and the last person to come out alive gets like $2 million. We were discussing whether or not people would watch that and would it be considered murder by the people that organized the event? There's technically, a reason why those events aren't legal here. <laughs> I, think, yeah. I think that's why, because, I mean, it's just wrong, right? To be like, we're, it's but like the, what's it, that, the squid games or whatever? Yeah, it, it's a little gray, though, because, like, technically, if you're saying, if somebody is consenting to enter into a tournament and they know that the stakes are life and death, and they're willing to do that for whatever the prize is. It can even just be honor, like depending on what culture you're coming from and what time period. If everybody's consenting, is it wrong to hold it? No. Again, it's we've we've talked about this before. It's all consent. If you're consenting, if everybody is consenting without being persuaded, without swaying of any sort, without some sort of coercion, if they are simply, literally, in the right state of mind and they are consenting, then it's consent, man. What's, what's, because the, there's the, no, the whole to convers- me, there's no harm there. Yeah, the whole conversation we were having is like, would people actually, like, if the Hunger Games was real, but it was by consent only, would people watch people being like unalived on TV. And I was like, Oh, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely people oh, yeah. Watch it. Right. Oh, yeah. Right or wrong. Whether you agree with it or not, people are, people would tune <clears throat> if, in and watch it. If anything, all that consent, all the paperwork that made sure that everybody was consensual in the process of the games and everything, people would actually enjoy it more because then people are then not having any sort of like guilt in watching these people die and these people right. like having some sort of wrongful death because now they have permission basically to watch this go down. I think there's a reason why we don't do that shit anymore. Yeah, I mean, because it, it, it's wrong. 
it, I mean, it does have that like inherent like gut reaction, like eh, we probably shouldn't do it. Um, if oh, sorry, go ahead. Finish. It's, Finish. It it kind of comes down to like almost being like human cockfighting, and it's just like yeah, it's like it's wrong, right? It's wrong to do it to the animals. Is because the thing is, is nobody who's living such a good life, nobody who is like in love with life and doing fine is going to lay their life on the line for kicks and gigs, right? Like they're just not. So it's in a way taking advantage of people. Like there there might be some, I I think they're like, there's a portion, but majority of them probably not. There's a large portion of the population that's willing to uh, beat each other senseless and have permanent brain damage. But, Just to win a golden belt. As I say, look look at Jackass. That's even bigger example. <laughs> people do that to like entertain people. They they the amount of damage that Johnny Knoxville has had to his body, his brain that, completely. He did that to make you laugh. But not to That's the all death. he did it for. But that's not to he, the death though. He was this close to dying doing that last movie. Which I understand. I understand that. But with, he didn't go in there was, with, with the intention. Like, when you when you do... Do you know that stuff, for sure? When you, do you know that for sure? Is, is like when you have, like, these Coliseum-type type events, what I think you're referring to, kind of like the gladiators, yeah. like... It, the people who are willing to do that are people... Like, let's face it, he wasn't famous before he did those movies. He did those movies and got famous. He was the last man standing, right? And so were the the others. They're all, in a sense, victors because we don't do it to the death anymore. And, And if they do die, they're willing to accept that. But he did do that. He did all of these stunts. He went into the arena, so to speak. And he came out okay, maybe by, you know, an inch of his life, but he did. And what I'm saying is, is if you start doing it to the death, that raises the stakes, knowing that, okay, all eight of us are going to go do this, but only one of us is going to live versus all eight of us are going to do this. And let's try to make sure we all live. Right. Right. It's it's a different mindset. And it is worth noting as well that even in the ancient Roman Colosseum, even though they were, a lot of the gladiators were slaves, the fights were not to the death like we've been taught that they were because the uh, the owners of the gladiators put so much money, time, effort, and training into them. The last thing you wanted them to do was die because you just lost your investment. And mm-hmm. they would often, more often than not, would not fight to the death. It would be a fight to defeat. You would, you know, uh, yield. And once you yielded, that was it. So, yeah. yeah even, even in ancient Rome, like, they almost hardly ever fought to the death. It just raises the stakes is all. And it makes you do things differently. In And it's the difference between playing poker for chips and playing poker for money. Right. Like, you can have the chips in front of you, but they don't mean anything because you're just practicing. Yeah, and everybody always plays different with real money. Exactly. It's the same thing. You can do dumb shit with your life to get famous, but if you do risk your life 
in that way, like the squid games or whatever people said yeah. came out. They prey on people who need that. They need oh, yeah. that yeah. up in their life. So it, that's why I'm and, saying it's morally wrong. Like it's never the say, wealthy and, people doing it. And they make a point of that in squid games too. They show that people are being coerced by money, but that's one of, <laughs> that's where Charles was bringing it up though. With this question in the beginning was, if people were giving consent rather than being coerced into it. Okay. Oh, oh no! He left us! It's so loud! I had a refresh warning. Alright, we're good. Yep. Hey! Hello. I just didn't want to lose any content while I was refreshing. You're alright. <laughs> no, but no that, that's left. all. That's That's all I was saying, though, was that, you know... You brought, but, brought up the fact that it was consensual. People right. Were signing and, but up consensually. To, to Marley's point as well, though, if you're saying, hey, you have to consent, everybody has to consent, we have to have a consent across the board, but the prize is such an overwhelming amount of money that only the very rich wouldn't be coerced into doing it at that point. At what point, basically, are you tipping the scale from consent to coercion with any sort of prize? If you're saying it's Whoa. just for honor and glory, then it's 100% consensual only. If you're saying it's, you know, if you're the last one standing, you get $2 billion. Every Tom, Dick, and Harry is going to do it because they need the money. Yeah. So at what point does that tip the scale? So, I mean, if you're going to do that, then, I mean, you can pollute it with anything. Yeah. You can no, it's it a valid point. Saying, yeah. You can you could pollute it simply just by saying for pride and glory, because pride and glory are still something that people hold over other people's heads. Yeah, I mean you, so you it could is even, still a form of coercion. Yeah, even if you said the winner gets a PS five, like the the amount of people that are like, I need I feel like I need a PS five, but I can't afford a PS five. I have no choice but to fight to the death. There are going to be people that get coerced that way. So it's, like it, so it's hard to, the, to say where it tips. The biggest thing when it comes to like all of this is like when when it comes down to this is we as an outside person to another person have no right on deciding what is and isn't coercion to them. Right. Yeah. That would be like saying somebody telling us, no, I said no until, you know, so-and-so, so this happened to them or this, this decided to show its head. And then I was like, well, maybe there's coercion hap starting to happen at that point. Mm -hmm. But if we were sitting there going, that wasn't coercion. No, 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 no. Then now we are also inflicting a form of coercion because now we're sitting there telling this person how they should have been feeling at that time. Right. So if somebody is sitting there giving their consent, regardless of what the prize is, regardless of what the outcome could be, regardless of what the outcome is, if they are giving their consent, they are giving their consent regardless, because then that is on their end. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think like it would have to be a thing where like you somehow can prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that nobody's threatening or, you know, any direct outward obvious coercion going on just to protect right that's i think in a perfect world where we could 100 percent guarantee that it wouldn't influence anything i think that yes then they shouldn't be held accountable if 
they somebody wanted to die and they needed assistance or something like that. I don't know. I think that's what my our original point was. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, sort of. <laughs> Pepperidge Farm remembers. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, oh man. So I have a little right, yeah. off the wall today. No, I was. I, you, you've calmed down quite a bit, Teeth. And result down. is uh, consent, 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 and cannibalism is only if you eat it, right? I think that's the end result there. <laughs> so, I don't know if you guys want to close it up soon. Teeth, you look like you're getting tired. Charles, I know you're tired. tired. You <laughs> say that, but there's a point where you can tell a difference, Teeth. I can tell. I promise. I do. I get yeah, a little sleepy wink. twinkle in my eyes. I have work and the boy and a stream tomorrow, so, so that's definitely that's starting right. to we, feel it. We can close it up. That's all right. You you guys know that. I have a bonus paper to write. So <laughs> a a boner paper? Bonus. bonus. <laughs> oh my bad. My bad. Man, I wish I could at least write it about boners, but no, I gotta write it about <laughs> this class, okay? About well, what I, mean, I you... learned. You technically could be like, I liked this class because it gave me a lady boner, and it this is a, why. A big old lady boner. <laughs> Please, man. I was like, this is not good. Oh, you guys are doing so good. Let's write another paper. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's, that's just vile. <laughs> All right. So is the consensus is the consensus you guys want to close it up? Yeah, I, I think that I think that right, just well, about I, does it for this episode. I mean, I, I, we hope you enjoyed the discussion. Absolutely. Oh, hey, you can please join us uh, next week for another episode. But in the meantime, join us over on Twitch, Twitter, Discord, TikTok, and Hover. Um, this says to read them off, but I never wrote them down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mine is uh, Carl Bansonier, K-A-R-L-B-A-N-N-S-O-N-R. With the exception of YouTube, TikTok, and Hover, which has TTD in front. Oh, uh, I'm Teef, T-I-E-F underscore Ling on Twitch and Twitter. Um, but I'm also the Teef Ling. So just put that in front of it on, uh, what is that new one? The new one that, you know, I just signed up for that I can't Hive. Remember. Hive, Hive Social. Thank you. Hive and Instagram. Yeah, just come find me on just come find me on Twitch at Dark Wikipedia. <laughs> D-A-R-K-W-I-C-H-P-I. Uh, I have all my other socials right there on there. Oh, there you go. Hey, that's yeah. good. That's how I should do it. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you all for tuning in. We look forward to having many more discussions in the future. And until next time, I'm your resident Raven Charles. Thanks. Oh. Good night, everybody. Bye.